This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the New Hampshire 300. At the New Hampshire International Speedway, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series getting ready to bring down the curtain on the 2001 season. Field is lined up. Drivers are in their cars. Let's take a look at the starting lineup for today's race. 42nd position is Kyle Petty. He'll start the sprint Dodge. The Georgia Pacific Dodge with Buckshot Jones starts 41st. Rick Mass goes off 40th in the Don Levy Racing Ford. And the Conseco Pontiac with Ron Hornaday Jr. will start 39th. 38th starting position belongs to Bobby Hamilton Jr. in the Kodak Chevrolet and the Kodiak Dodge with Stacey Compton will be 37th. Kevin LePage starts 36th. He'll be in the nation's rent forward. And the singular wireless Dodge with Jason Leffler will start 35th. 34th is Todd Bodine in the Kmart Blue Light Special Ford. And the Ralph's Wells Fargo Financial Ford with Brett Bodine will start in 33rd. It's Casey Atwood going 32nd. He's in the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge, and the Lowe's Chevrolet with Robbie Gordon starts 31st. Going from 30th, John Andretti driving the Cheerios Dodge. Michael Waltrip has the Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet starting in 29th. 28th starter, Joe Nemechek, a former winner here at New Hampshire. He's in the Oakwood Home Chevrolet, last time in that car. 27th starter is Kurt Busch in the Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. Terry Labonte goes from the 26th starting spot driving the Kellogg Chevrolet. Dave Blaney is last run for Bill Davis Racing in the Amoco Dodge. He'll start in 25th. Ricky Craven, hometown fella, driving the Tide Ford. He'll start in the 24th position. Jerry Nadu, who almost won last week in Atlanta, has his UAW Delphi Chevrolet starting 23rd. 22nd, Mike Wallace, the Mobile One Ford. And 21st is Robert Presley, the Jasper Engines Ford. Kenny Schrader will start from 20th position. He's in the M&M's Pontiac. The Square D Chevrolet with Bobby Hamilton goes 19th. 18th starter will be Elliot Sadler in the Motorcraft Ford. And the Caterpillar Dodge with Ward Burton will start 17th. Matt Kenseth will go from 16th starting position in the DeWalt Power Tools Ford. Kmart Ford with Jimmy Spencer starts 15th. 14th position is Bill Elliott. He's in the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge and the Pfizer Viagra Ford with Mark Martin is 13th. Starting 12th, that'll be Jeff Burton in the Sitco Superguard Ford. And the Pennzoil Chevrolet with Kenny Wallace will start 11th. Starting in 10th is Johnny Benson driving the Valvoline Pontiac. Rusty Wallace has his Miller Lite Ford starting in the 9th spot. 8th is Dale Earnhardt Jr., the Budweiser Chevrolet. 7th, Bobby Labonte driving the Interstate Batteries Pontiac. Sterling Marlin goes from 6th in the Coors Light Dodge. 5th is Tony Stewart in the Home Depot Pontiac. 4th starter, Kevin Harvick, the GM Goodrent Chevrolet. 3rd is Dale Jarrett, the UPS Ford. And on the front row, Ford and Chevrolet lined up. Ricky Rudd in the Texas Haviland Ford and Jeff Gordon who led the point standings as of the time this race was supposed to have been run and of course still leads and has won the championship he's on the bud pole in the DuPont Chevrolet. You ever have a gut feeling when you come to a racetrack and uh, there's a lot of unknown conditions drivers say we don't know if the racetrack's going to be this or that or whatever particularly like today because they only got a very short practice session out there and every driver we've heard from says the track felt good but we don't know what to expect. I just got a feeling we're going to see a pretty good show. I think so. Uh, Jeff Burton told me this morning when we talked a little bit, he said, I feel like any, whoever gets their car off the truck in the best condition is going to be the one who has the best chance of winning today. You look at the practice speeds uh, and the, uh, the way they uh, shaped up there this morning with Tony Stewart the quickest. Mark Martin was up there. Those two guys who have always run well at this racetrack. Jeff Burton wasn't that bad this morning. He's won here four times before. So uh, I, I think that it will turn out to be a good race here today. Nobody was really off the pace as far as the practice was concerned this morning. Everybody's pretty much in the ballpark. Yeah, and more times than not, a lot of times when the rain conditions 
conditions or whatever hamper a race as far as practice times and everything else, the guys seem to run better when they get less practice time because they don't have time to make too many adjustments on the car and get it out of whack. For the mechanics, typically this is said at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, last race of the year, but for the mechanics, they don't have to worry about putting the car together again either. That's another factor. If they tear the car all to pieces today, it doesn't matter because they've got two or three months to get ready for the next race at Daytona. Yeah, they're going to let it all hang out here this final race of the season this afternoon. As I said, I just have a good feeling that we're going to see a very good race here at New Hampshire. Mentioned during the starting lineup the uh, fact that there's a number of drivers making their last runs for team owners, for sponsors. A lot of changes coming going into next season. So a lot of guys also have that extra kind of uh, cross to bear, you might say, trying to wrap up their relationships on a good note with maybe a win or at least a, a good finish. A lot of very top teams yet to get a win in the year 2001. Today's the final chance to do it. Jimmy Spencer's in that boat. So is Jerry Nadu, although Jerry came awful close last weekend. John Andretti has yet to win this year. Matt Kenseth, Mark Martin most notably does not have a win. And Johnny Benson, just some of the potential winners that would like to go out of here celebrating in victory lane today. And you got a couple of guys in the lineup who don't know exactly what they're going to do for next year. Robert Presley has not made a decision as of yet. Uh, we found out this week that Ron Hornaday is out of a ride at the Conseco Pontiac. He's looking for something for next year. And also Mike Wallace with no word for sure on what's going to happen with the Mobile One Ford. He could well be looking for a ride going into the 2002 season. So these guys have the extra burden of trying to impress here in this very last race of the year. A gigantic American flag being hoisted up on a crane in the infield here as the national anthem is sung here at the New Hampshire International Speedway. And it's a good crowd on hand today, a holiday weekend. You figure a lot of folks have planned to go shopping on a day like this, but a lot of folks have also decided to come to the races, Barney. Gentlemen, start your engines. And there's the command to fire the engines on pit road as we get ready for the start of the New Hampshire 300 on pit road it will be a little bit longer than normal for them to sit there and warm up the fluids on uh, those cars because it is quite cooler than a typical winston cup racing weekend temperatures early this morning were around the 23 degree mark it's warmed up significantly since then i guess we're up around 45 degrees as of now but with the bright sun shining it's got to be perfect as we get ready for the start of today's race this season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh -huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com.
Here's the field now, warming up, getting ready for the start of the New Hampshire 300, and here's Barney Hall. Down to the line, they come off turn number four, green flag goes in the air, and we are underway. On the break, Jeff Gordon comes up through the gearbox and will get away just by a car link. Ricky Rudd says, if you're going in that corner that way, I'm going in right behind you, and that's the way they tuck in. The scramble's for second place. Here comes Kevin Harvick to the high side of the racetrack, works his way up alongside of Ricky Rudd, challenging for second. Kevin Harvick grants a handful of that outside lane and tries to make it work down the back straightaway. That's the battle for second, and it belongs to Kevin Harvick. The good red Chevrolet goes to second and puts the heat on Jeff Gordon. Side by side for the seventh position now. That's where Bobby Labonte is on the inside, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to make his Budweiser Chevy stick in the outside groove, but it will not. Labonte gets away, and now here comes Johnny Benson to challenge Earnhardt. Further ahead, a challenge for the lead. Kevin Harvick goes to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Now he leaves the inside lane open for Gordon on the back stretch. Kevin Harvick has the lead and begins to pull away on the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon, for the moment, content to ride in second. Third is Ricky Rudd. Dale Jarrett, fourth, and side-by-side. Sterling Marlin and Tony Stewart. Kind of shocked at how hard they're racing each other the first three laps here this morning. I figured they'd kind of feel the racetrack out and get a feel for it, so that kind of tells you that the racetrack feels real good at least the way they're handling for the moment. They go back into the corner. First scramble will be back at about 10th place. That's where Kenny Wallace is down to the inside. He's got Dale Earnhardt Jr. swung off to the right side, and Jeff Burton is there as well. Jr. hung out to dry in that outside lane, and that will cost him some positions here in the early going as they continue to stampede by. Rusty Wallace moving low on Johnny Benson. Right behind him, Kenny Wallace, and here comes Jeff Burton. Gordon dives to the inside of the racetrack, going for the lead once again. Jeff Gordon goes back to the front of the pack on last number three, Harvick falls back in line, single file. He goes second, then Ricky Rudd is third, Dale Jarrett is fourth, Sterling Marlin is fifth, Tony Stewart is sixth, Bobby Labonte is seventh. Now here's a challenge for the runner-up position. It's Ricky Rudd on the move. He'll dive down to the inside of Kevin Harvick. He's got the whole shot. He's got the position in turn three, and here's Dale Jarrett looking to follow him. Four cars scrambling for second place off turn number four. Back into the straightaway. Ricky Rudd keeps the heat on Kevin Harvick. Squeezed him real wide in the corner and leads at the start-finish line by just about a half a car length. That may not last long. They go back to one. Here comes Harvick. He rallies around to the outside. Rudd is still there down low. The ongoing battle for the second position heads off of turn two. Ricky Rudd on the inside. Kevin Harvick on the outside. Harvick able to drive it deeper at the entrance to the corner, but it costs him as he washes up in the middle. Let's see what happens this time. It's Harvick with the advantage point away from Ricky Rudd. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon continues to pull away. He has a one-second lead now over the second-place car, which is now Kevin Harvick. Good battle going on for the fifth spot. Here is Tony Stewart peeling down to the inside, trying to make a pass of Sterling Marlin. Here comes Stewart's Pontiac to the inside of Marlin's Dodge, although Marlin is able to slam the door. Marlin gets a good jump off turn number two. He will hold Tony Stewart off at least for a time. At the front of the package, Gordon now by 12. Carling, Kevin Harvick, five up on Ricky Rudd. He's feeling the heat from Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett pressing Ricky Rudd a little bit as they come off turn number four and back into the straightaway. Just for the moment, seems content to ride one car length back, and now just about everybody's getting single file back up through the top 10 or 15 positions, kind of feeling this racetrack out. They're back in turn one. Bobby Labonte is back in seventh, tries to make a pass of teammate Tony Stewart, who's toward the inside of Sterling Marlin. Labonte takes a peek down to the inside at the exit of turn number two, trying to pull alongside, closer to the front. Third place changing hands. Dale Jarrett diving underneath Ricky Rudd. 
inside. Labonte back on the attack to the inside of Stewart. Tony Stewart lost a position trying to get by the card of Sterling Marlin. They made contact a few laps ago going off turn two. This time he slips. Here comes Bobby Labonte making the move, and he sees two more threats coming up in turn one. Bobby Labonte goes to sixth, leaves the inside lane open. Rusty Wallace to seventh. Now here's Johnny Benson challenging for eight. Benson puts the Pontiac on that inside line, holds it right down on the white stripe, and he'll battle for position on the back straightaway. It's Benson down low. Stewart up high. Give it to Johnny Benson. Now here comes Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton trying to get underneath Tony Stewart. Very obvious in the early going that Tony's car simply will not stay at the bottom of the racetrack going off into the corners. He's already lost about four spots. He's going to lose a couple more going to turn one. He's under a challenge for the ninth position now. Here comes Jeff Burton to the inside. Burton's teammate is there, Mark Martin. Also, Bill Elliott, part of that mix as well. They've all formed up in lockstep to the inside line, and they've got Tony Stewart hung out wide. Stewart looking to fill the hole down low, slides it in line in front of Mark Martin, and Tony Stewart, for the moment, will stop the back slide. Tony Stewart having a hard time making something happen early in this race as he comes back to the line here at lap number nine. He has now fallen back to the 10th position. It is Jeff Gordon leading the way. Kevin Harvick is second. Dale Jarrett is third. Ricky Rudd fourth. Sterling Marlin now runs in fifth. Sixth is Bobby Labonte. Seventh is Rusty Wallace. Eighth is Johnny Benson. Ninth is Jeff Burton. And tenth is Tony Stewart. Rest of the top 15 after nine laps include Mark Martin, Bill Elliott, Ken Schrader, Elliott Sadler, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ricky Craven trying to move up just a little bit as he swings over into turns three and four, dives down to the bottom of the racetrack, gets a position on a couple of cars, and will move up a notch or so as he works his way back into the turn he just moved around. Mike Wallace going into the corner. Let's follow his progress as he goes over to turn two. Ricky Craven up to the 19th position. He's closing in quickly behind Kenny Wallace, who has lost several positions in the early going. Wallace now with a rear view mirror full of the tie ride as Ricky Craven zeroes in on him on the back straightaway. Craven not quite quick enough to make the move this time, but now he pulls right up on the back bumper in turn three. Good racing going on from 19th and 20th on back. Those cars are stacked up pretty close to one another. You've got Mike Wallace, the car of Matt Kenseth back there, Bobby Hamill. Robert Presley and Jerry Nadeau all trying to find a way to make a pass going through the corners, but Kurt Becker, no one able to do a whole lot in the outside lane. Nadeau at this point is trying to get to the inside of Robert Presley, Joe. He's been unable to do that. He started to make a move down low as he did. Presley came down, shut the door, and so far, a lot of drivers at least on this end of the racetrack still trying to feel their way around and get a feel for the racing groove in turns one and two. Jerry Nadeau has wants to close out the season with a victory that maybe got away from him last weekend in Atlanta. Here's Ricky Craven again. This time he's going to pick up another spot on Kenny Wallace as he goes off to turn one. He'll pick up the 18th position. He gets back up in the line in front of Kenny Wallace. Now Wallace has to deal with his brother Mike Wallace on the backstretch. Wallace and Wallace lead the way down the back straightaway. It's Kenny with the spot, but perhaps not for long as now Mike swings down to the inside, looks to punch a hole, nothing there. They'll remain single file in turn three. We've completed 13 of 300 laps. Jeff Gore Gordon has a one-second lead over Kevin Harvick, Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, and Sterling Marlin. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. 
So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 in Daytona... Then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. We are 18 laps into the New Hampshire 300 here today on the day after Thanksgiving at the New Hampshire International Speedway. MRN Radio bringing it to you live, the final race of this 2001 season. Jeff Gordon started on the pole for today's race based on the point standings as of the week of September the 11th when this race was originally scheduled. Lost the lead on the second lap. Kevin Harvick came by, led for one circuit, and then Gordon came back around and took the top spot on lap number three. Barney, he had a one-second lead, but suddenly that's going away. Harvick's chasing him down. Yeah, it's gone away in a hurry. Kevin is within about eight car lengths of chasing down the leader as they go off into one. Here comes Kevin Harvick now in that second position. He angles the nose of his Chevrolet down toward the bottom side of the corner, continues to reel in Jeff Gordon on the back straightaway. Kevin Harvick, like a dog that's decided it's time to hunt, he is reeling in Jeff Gordon in no short order. Gordon's lead is down to seven car lengths into turn number three. Harvick right down on the yellow line, pulls even closer. Bobby Labonte also closing in a bit. He's back in the fifth position, trying to chase down the car of Sterling Marlin. Right up on Marlin's bumper now, coming off turn number four. Looks for a chance to make the move, falls back in line. Further back, a three-way battle. Ricky Rudd, Johnny Benson, and Jeff Burton. They're in turn one. Battling for the seventh position, Johnny Benson's going to come out the winner there. Now Jeff Burton follows him up the inside lane of the racetrack. Burton goes to eight. Ricky Rudd, who's got a tight race car in the early going, has been taking advantage of in that low line a couple of times already and he's trapped up high again. Burton will go by, Stewart will go by, now Mark Martin before Rudd can find his way back to the low lane. They tuck back in single file, hottest race on the speedways going on right now between Bobby Labonte and Sterling Marlin. That's for fourth place. They go back to one. Sterling Marlin has it. Bobby Labonte still trying to take the position away in the middle of the corner. For now, he has to get back up in the line. He may try another move on the backstretch. Labonte slings it low coming off turn number two, trying to pull alongside the Coors Light Dodge. He's got the spot. He'll take it away into turn number three. Bobby Labonte to fourth place. Bobby used the inside lane to make the pass on Sterling. Marlin completed the pass before they got into the corner. And once he reached turn three, the car did come up off the bottom a bit. Drove in a little bit hard, but not enough for Sterling Marlin to try to capitalize. Let's go back a little bit and watch Tony Stewart trying to get things put back together. He's now riding in ninth. Kurt Becker trying to get by Jeff Burton. Here he comes. Looks down to the inside of Jeff Burton's Ford. Stewart's Pontiac still riding behind him. Tony Stewart unable to hold the bottom of the racetrack in the opening 10 or 12 laps as that car seems to be coming around as time goes by. He's right down on the bottom of the racetrack now looking inside on Jeff Burton. No room. Tries to drive it almost below the yellow line which put him right out of the real flat part of the racetrack. It didn't work coming through three and four so again he just trails Burton back into the corner. As 23 laps go on the scoreboard, let's take a look at the top 25. Jeff Gordon leads, Kevin Harvick second, Dale Jarrett's third, Bobby Labonte is fourth. Sterling Marlin rides fifth, Rusty Wallace is sixth, Johnny Benson seventh, Jeff Burton is eighth, Tony Stewart's ninth, and Mark Martin tenth. Ricky Rudd has fallen back to 11th, Bill Elliott is 12th, 13th is Elliott Sadler, 14th is Kenny Schrader, Earnhardt Jr. is 15th, Jimmy Spencer 16th, Ward Burton rides 17th, 18th is Kenny Wallace, 19th is Ricky Craven, and 20th is Matt Kenseth. Mike Wallace is 21st, Robert Presley's 22nd, Jerry Nadeau 23rd, then Bobby Hamilton 24th, and Dave Blaney, that's the way the top 25 stand at the end of 24 laps. Jim Phillips, it appears that anybody who was really aggressive in the first part of this race, guys like Ricky Rudd, like Tony Stewart, like Dale Earnhardt Jr., anybody who tried to push it, they wound up going back the wrong way. That's exactly right, Joe, and the reason is uh, their car will not turn in the middle of the turns. Uh, that's what Tony Stewart uh, radioed in after he lost uh, several positions. 
He said, uh, got a little over aggressive there, but I'll calm down and we'll come back. He said the car's uh, a, little, a little bit uh, too tight in the center of the corner and they're going to make the adjustment. Uh, that's the way most of the Dale Earnhardt Jr. the same way. His car will not turn as well as he wants it in the middle of the turns. That's the reason he's not making a lot of positions up so far in this race. So when NASCAR is saying they're going to put a caution flag out somewhere from the 40th lap on in that range to kind of check the tires and give the guys a little chance to uh, see what the tire wear is doing under these conditions here at New Hampshire. A lot of guys are welcome that first round of pit stops that should be coming up in about 15 laps or so. Jeff Gordon continues to lead. He is setting a pace, Joe, that's going to run down the tail end of the field and about to start lapping some cars already over in turn three. Right on the back bumper of Kyle Petty as he looks to the inside, looks to the outside. Now we'll get him down off four. Gordon slides to the inside of the racetrack and uh, easily will make the pass by the Kyle Petty car. Let's get an update on pit road from Winston Kelly. Well, a little bit of each down here, Joe. Some of the guys reporting that their car is a little bit tight and some loose. Kenny Wallace, you mentioned, dropping back a few positions. He's a little bit loose in. Bobby Hamilton, the opposite situation. He's a little bit loose off. Ricky Craven's also reporting that his car just a tick on the loose side. Jimmy Spencer is tight. Same thing for Ken Schrader. Mark Martin overall fairly pleased with his car. He's told his crew it's just a tick tight, but let's wait a few more laps before we determine if we're going to make any changes during that first pit stop. We've just had a crash over in turn three. Michael Waltrip with a cut right front tire on the uh, Napa Auto Parts machine. Tried to get it slowed down at the entrance of turn three. Could not do it. Drifted up the banking. Tagged the outside retaining wall. Kept the car pointed in the right direction, and he's on his way to pit road. Michael's already in his pit. They attend to his car, and here comes the rest of the field down to make a pit stop. Led in by Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Kevin Harvick, and Bobby Labonte. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Well, some significant damage on the right front of the Michael Waltrip machine. They're pounding it out as Johnny Benson brings his Pontiac to a stop. Mark Martin just in front of him. Both of the crews going to work on the right side of the car. Probably see some two-tire stops sometime today, but maybe not this early. They want to check out the complete tire wear. Kenny Wallace on pit road just behind him. Bobby Hamilton, everybody so far on this end of pit road. Looks like they're taking on four tires. Now up to Jim Phillips. Jeff Gordon is in Weston along with Ricky Rudd. Kevin Harvick is in. Tony Stewart's getting four tires. Dale Jarrett, Bobby Labonte, Sterling Barland, Rusty Wallace, Joe Nemechek, Jeff Burton, Bill Elliott, all four tires and fuel. Now to Preston Root. Casey Atwood also in down at this end, four tires here. Jimmy Spencer as well. Kevin LePage took four tires. Stacy Compton took four tires. And also the number four of Bobby Hamilton Jr. took on four tires. All took on two cans of fuel as well. And the race off pit road is going to be won by Jeff Gordon's team. Coming out right behind him will be Sterling Marlin. Pace car brings them up into turn number four, coming down the line, behind the line, getting ready to see the green flag. Jeff Gordon continues to lead. His crew got him back out ahead. And again, Sterling Marlin squeezed out second right behind him on the restart. Gordon's going to get away. One, make it two car lengths before they hit turn one. So does Sterling Marlin getting around to the outside of Kyle Petty's lap car. Now here's Dale Jarrett back in third. He's up to the outside of Petty's lap machine on the back stretch. Jarrett's going to have to do it the hard way in that outside lane, but he'll have no trouble doing it as they work the back straightaway. DJ drives around the outside of Kyle Petty. He's got the third spot, and he'll set off in pursuit of Sterling Marlin. Looks like the changes have helped Ricky Rudd quite a bit. He just went sailing by Bill Elliott, left a hole open. Here comes Johnny Benson. Also going down to the inside of the racetrack, picking off a spot there. That is back at about the 12th or 13th position. Let's follow those changes back to turn one. Here comes Johnny Benson to the inside. He goes to the 12th spot at the expense of Bill Elliott. 
Elliott Sadler is also in that battle as well. Elliott not done backsliding yet as Sadler now will make a move down to the inside of him as they race off to and down the back straightaway. Sadler picks up a spot. He'll open the door now for Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch gets down to the bottom of the racetrack and moves up a notch as they come off turn number four and move back into the front straightaway. Set the field for you real quick after this round of pit stops. It's Jeff Gordon leading, Sterling Marlin second, Dale Jarrett's third. Kevin Harvick is fourth, Bobby Labonte is fifth, Ward Burton sixth, Mark Martin is seventh, Rusty Wallace is eighth, Tony Stewart is ninth, and John Andretti is tenth as Gordon takes him over to turn three. Down the back straightaway, Jeff Gordon with five car lengths in hand over Sterling Marlin, then Dale Jarrett, the lap car of Kyle Petty, then riding in fourth, Kevin Harvick, followed by Bobby Labonte. As much as that stop helped a couple of these guys, like Ricky Rudd, it has hurt Bill Elliott. He's not going anywhere. Matter of fact, has lost about six positions since he made the stop. Here goes Brett Bodine, and now Jimmy Spence pulling even with Elliott's Dodge. Spencer trying to take away the 16th position. He's placed to the inside of Bill Elliott. Coming back through turn number two, they continue to ride door to door. Bill Elliott, a helpless feeling, stuck on the outside with nowhere to go right now. He continues to backslide on the back straightaway. Good battle closer to the front. John Andretti trying to hold off Ricky Rudd. And he'll be able to do it as they come off turn number four. We told you a moment ago that Michael Waltrip took his car to the garage. Let's see if we can get the story there. The damage to Michael Waltrip Chevrolet is on the right front, and that's where we suspect the tire problem was. Michael, uh, did you have any indication that right front was going? It just got a little tight off turn two, but I'd run a little bit higher line that lap. And when I got down the end of the back straightaway, I felt just the vibration let off early and uh, it blew out. So fortunately for me, I felt it, but it wasn't quite soon enough to get from, keep from hitting the wall, but soon enough to keep from hitting it very hard at least. Well, it looks like they're working awful hard in the car. Are you going to be able to get back out? Yeah, we're precarious in the points we need to stay 28th in the owners and 24th in the drivers and there's guys that could catch us uh, theoretically if they have a good day we've had a bad one now so we just got to get out there and make the make the most of what we got left michael waltrip started the year with a win this last race of the year they're going to have a lot of work to get done just to hold their points position michael would like to get back out there and uh, accumulate some more laps if he could and joe i was kind of looking back through the wista cup points this morning I figured up just off the top of my head, there's 23 drivers that could change position here today real easy. 23 guys out of the top 25, and so there's a lot at stake. Only, I guess, for Jeff Gordon is there's not a whole lot at stake. He's already won the championship, has nothing to really gain or lose, except maybe score another win before this year's over. Let's check in downstairs. Talked about Bill Elliott going backwards, Joe. Uh, the reason for that is Bill's feeling a vibration. Uh, not sure yet whether they're going to leave him out or not for this entire run, but uh, right now Bill's just trying to play it cautious to make sure everything's all right. Jim, what's the story on Dale Earnhardt Jr.? He started in the eighth position, and after this restart, he's fallen back another five or six spots. He's now back in, let's see, 28, 20. He's back in 33rd. What's going on there? Well, this car started off uh, today uh, would not turn in the middle of the turns. And that's where you've got to make a lot of gains here at uh, New Hampshire with the way this racetrack is laid out. And they changed uh, the setup a little bit on it, so they, they went the wrong way. They're hoping to get another caution here so they can straighten him out. Caution flag is flying for the second time. Now, NASCAR told us before the race started they were going to throw one around lap 40 of 45 to check the tires. I kind of figured, Barney, that once we, uh, since we had a caution back on lap 30, that would take care of it. But they have thrown this one here on lap 49 anyway, again, to check the tires. Now we see what Sterling Marlin can do with Dodge Power in front of the field here at New Hampshire International Speedway. Field works off turn four down the line, waiting for the green flag to come out. Here it is. And Jeff Gordon 
Buck startled a little bit as they come up to speed and cross the start finish line. Front three now make it by the lap car of Kyle Petty racing into turn one. Let's see if Gordon tries to bump and run. He's still in second behind Sterling Marlin. Dale Jarrett lines up a close third behind them. Sterling Marlin strong at the exit of turn number two. Now a race down that 1500 foot back straightaway. Pulls away by two car lengths over Jeff Gordon in second. Another two back to Dale Jarrett third. Now most of the guys up in the front 10 or 15 did not make a pit stop. They stayed on the speedway. Sterling Marlin pulls Jeff Gordon this time at the start-finish line by a full car length. The front two get away from third place right now, which belongs to Dale Jarrett. He's under pressure going into turn two. Kyle Petty's lap car is inches from his back bumper, and then comes Bobby Labonte. All of that traffic funnels onto the backstretch. Kyle Petty a lap down after struggling early, but since the first round of pit stops has had a pretty decent race car. And right now, he's working the back bumper of Dale Jarrett, trying to get himself closer to the lead lap. Further back, Todd Bodine makes a move to the inside of Jason Leffler. This is for the 13th position, and the sparks are flying after Spencer gets by. The door was still open. Dave Blaney tried to make the move, but he and Leffler rubbed fenders coming through turns three and four. Looks like they'll settle down in turn one. They are side by side coming back into the corner with Terry Labonte closing in behind them, and Kevin Harvick is also in that mix. Jason Leffler tried to shut the door on Blaney last time around at the exit of turn four, but Blaney kept his foot in the door and will pick up the spot. Now here comes Terry Labonte. Again, they bump. Leffler slams the door on Terry in turn four. Yeah, Jason tried to get down to the bottom of the racetrack to block off that lane. He's made a little contact with Terry Labonte, and Terry is now out of the throttle, and the several cars are going around him as he dives all the way to the bottom of the speedway. He's back in the 18th position. Terry Labonte is. He has Kenny Wallace to his right side, and also Ken Schrader closes in from behind. There may be trouble with the Terry Labonte machine as he is somewhat off the pace as they race down the back straightaway. Cars moving around him. They'll go around three wide. Labonte, the Kellogg's car, takes it down to the apron, and he's off the pace. Terry will be coming to pit road here on lap number 60 as he slows, coming through turns three and four. Everyone else skirts off down the front straightaway. Off turn number two and onto the back stretch. Battle is shaping up for the lead. Lead pair running nose to tail down the back straightaway out the front. Sterling Marlin not far behind is Jeff Gordon is keeping him in the crosshairs. No moves this time in three. Said a moment ago when we broke away that Jeff Gordon was all over Sterling Marlin there. He took the lead away going off into turn number one. He looked, made it look very easy down in front of Kurt Becker. Very strong move by Gordon coming off the end of the front straightaway. And already, Barty, he's been able to break away by a couple of car lengths over Sterling Marlin. Up next for the race leader, he's closing in quickly behind the car of Kevin LePage on the backstretch. LePage has really been struggling. Car just will not turn in the middle of the corners. And he's not going to be much of a challenge for Jeff Gordon. Gordon though, still about seven race car lengths for putting a lap on the LePage machine. We told you Terry Labonte made an unscheduled stop back on lap number 60. Preston Root, what was the problem there? Terry Labonte came into the pits and had a flat right rear tire. His car, he said his car was good until then, but a flat right rear brought him in and set him back in the pack. We had just talked about Kevin LePage. It's also Kevin LePage tagged the wall and they had to come in repeatedly three times to adjust the toe in on that car. And also Kyle Petty, the reason his car's turned out to be so good in the last few laps is he's waited for that air pressure to build on this cool day, and the car's really coming in for Kyle Petty. Well, the fact that Jeff Gordon took the lead away just a moment ago, he is not putting that much daylight on the second-place machine right now, Sterling Marlin. The biggest interval between the two might have been three car lengths. Let's pick them up as they go over to turn two. Coming back into the corner, they have both cleared the car of Kevin LePage, putting him a lap down. And here comes Dale Jarrett. He rides in third. He starts to move by. DJ trying to reel in that lead pair, blows to the inside of the lap machine of Kevin LePage. He's still about ten car lengths up the runner-up machine of Sterling Marlin. 
Yes, we should be calling it the Turkey 300, actually the New Hampshire 300 here today at the New Hampshire International Speedway on MRN Radio. Along with Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore, Kurt Becker and Dave Booty handling the action for us in the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Preston Root patrolling pit road for us here today. We are 68 laps into the 300 to make up the total distance in this event. Jeff Gordon is the race leader. We've seen four lead changes among three drivers so far. Sterling Marlin is second, Dale Jarrett is third, Bobby Labonte fourth, and Ward Burton is fifth. Sixth is Mark Martin. Seventh is Rusty Wallace. Eighth is Tony Stewart. Ninth is Johnny Benson. And tenth is Elliot Sadler. All but two cars still on the lead lap. Those two are Kevin LePage, Terry Labonte. Actually, three cars because Kyle Petty is also a lap down. One car in the garage. That is Michael Waltrip. Bobby Labonte, who rides along in fourth place, is hung up for the moment trying to get around some lap traffic as he works his way back into turns one and two. That lap traffic is Kyle Petty, and as I say that, Kyle pulls down to the inside and says, hey, go on and catch the front three. They go to turn two. Bobby Labonte moves around to the outside of Kyle Petty, and now it's up to Ward Burton in fifth place to try to make the same move. Ward Burton closing in on the back bumper of the Kyle Petty sprint dodge, but as of yet, no move. You'll have to shadow him right down on the yellow line at the bottom of turns three and four. Ward's back at the fifth position. Mark Martin behind him in six. Both those cars kind of getting ganged up in trying to get by Kyle Petty's car. Further back, good racing going on from the eighth spot on back. It is Rusty Wallace leading that parade back to turn one. He has Tony Stewart lined up behind him. Also, Johnny Benson is there. We talked about Elliot Sadler earlier. He's also in that line of traffic moving off the corner. Everybody holding their positions for the moment. As they come off turn number two, they will hold in single file position. A little bit closer to the front. Ward Burton takes it to the outside. He'll drive around the lap machine of Kyle Petty. And looking a little further back in the field, some pretty good racing going on back there at about 13th and 14th position. That's Todd Bodine, Dave Blaney, Casey Atwood, Kevin Harvick, Brett Bodine, and John Andretti. Those four cars running real tight as they go off to turn one. Todd Bodine at the front of that line of traffic. He's got Dave Blaney behind him. As he checks ahead, he's closing in on the yellow Ford of Robert Presley. Down the back straightaway they fly. Everybody holding their positions for the moment. That battle's been raging for about the last seven or eight laps. Everybody pressuring somebody, but nobody able to make a move right now. They'll remain single file in the three. Everybody hugging the inside of the track now, working through turns three and four. One car coming up off the bottom, and it's going to cost him. It is Kenny Wallace in the Pennzoil Chevrolet. He slipped just so much coming off turn four. It opened the inside lane. Jeff Burton went by. Now the Matt Kenseth car trying to make the move in turn one. Kenny Wallace trying to hang on to the 20th position. Here comes Matt Kenseth down to the inside. Now he gets back in the line. Kenseth digging hard for the bottom of the racetrack off turn number two, but can't find the grip down there this time. Kenny Wallace for the moment will hold him off, but right behind Wallace, it's Kenseth, Kurt Busch, and now Robbie Gordon. Now if you open the door a little bit going through the corners and kick up out of that bottom groove and there's anybody close to you that the car is working at all, he's going to get underneath you and simply put you at least a couple of spots behind. Another car we need to update you on, we talked about uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. having his share of problems a little bit earlier. Car is a little bit better, but a little bit better is the way to put it. It's still nowhere near where he'd like it. He is riding in 32nd position right now, so he'd like to get a little bit better. Ricky Rudd is back there with him also in 31st. In fact, Joe, if you look at our scoring monitor here, the Napa leaderboard, it's hard to believe how many really strong teams are riding back there. Cars that started up front in this race this afternoon and now are running back near the field. Ricky Rudd started in the second position. He's 31st. Dale Earnhardt Jr. started eighth. He's now shown in 32nd. But Jeff Gordon is the man so far today as he's been most of this season. He leads by a full second over Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Labonte, and Ward Burton. Some are doing very well. Others are having their problems here today. Those doing very well, obviously Jeff Gordon, who's led the majority of this race, all except 
just a handful of laps so far. Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Labonte, Ward Burton, just a number of those who are on the doing well side. And we talked about Ricky Rudd's problems, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And now Jim Phillips, there's problems for Rusty Wallace, another former winner here in New Hampshire. Well, uh, Joe is uh, cruise up on the wall. They've got the pit board out. Now they've pulled the pit board back. Uh, Going to talk to uh, Robin Pemberton here and see what the problem is. Rusty is running along in the 31st position. He's lost three or four positions in the last handful of laps. Carter seems to be kicking up in the corners. And Barney, we were talking about early on, the guys who were trying to experiment using the outside lane. Now you've got guys having a hard time hugging the inside of the racetrack. Yeah, it could be that that sealer that you talked about might be wearing down just a little bit and the grip is going away and they're going to have to work in another groove as they go through the turns because we're seeing an awful lot of cars. Even the guys that are running good like Jeff Gordon, Sterling Marlin, and Dale Jarrett are up a couple of feet from the bottom of the racetrack when they go through both ends of the speedway. Haven't given you a rundown in a while. Let's do that. At 83 laps, Jeff Gordon continues to lead. Sterling Marlin is second. Dale Jarrett's third. Bobby Labonte is fourth. Ward Burton is fifth. Mark Martin rides sixth. Tony Stewart is seventh. Johnny Benson is eighth. Ninth is Robert Presley. Elliot Sadler is tenth. Dave Blaney is eleventh. Rusty Wallace is twelfth. Casey Atwood would be 13th, 14th is Todd Bodine, 15th is Brett Bodine. Jeff Burton is 16th, Kevin Harvick is 17th, John Andretti would ride 18th, Matt Kenseth 19th, Kurt Busch 20th, 21st is Robbie Gordon, Kenny Schrader's 22nd, Kenny Wallace is 23rd, Jimmy Spencer 24th, and Jerry Nadeau is 25th. Taking you further down the rundown, 26th now, Jason Leffler, 27th is Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Rudd is 28th, Ricky Craven 29th, and Stacy Compton is 30th. 31st is Mike Wallace, 32nd is Rick Mast, 33rd, Joe Nemechek, Bill Elliott is 34th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is back in 35th, Ron Hornaday is 36th, Buckshot Jones runs in 37th. Bobby Hamilton Jr. 38th. Those are the cars on the lead lap. One lap down is Kyle Petty in 39th. Kevin LePage in 40th. Terry Labonte 41st. And Michael Waltrip, who spent uh, about 30 minutes in the garage, now shown in the 42nd position. Jeff Gordon has caught the tail end of the field one more time. Going to start putting more cars a lap down. I believe the first car he'll catch and put a, a lap or so down is going to be Ron Hornaday. And Bill Elliott's also riding back there as he works his way off the corner and heads down to turns one and two. Jeff Gordon, the race leader, comes back into the corner, closing up quickly behind Ron Hornaday and keeping second place Sterling Marlin behind him some six to seven car lengths. Gordon has some room to work if he needs to pick his way around the lap traffic. And a little bit further in front of him, the lap cars are too deep. Try to outrun him, but Gordon moving in now on Ron Hornaday. And some good cars just ahead of the race leader. In addition to Ron Hornaday, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the next car that the leader will catch. Terry Labonte's up there, and a former New Hampshire winner, Joe Nemechek, also in that pack of traffic. And a four-time winner here, also having trouble right now with his cars. He goes down into turns one and two, and that would be Jeff Burton. He can't keep it at the bottom of the racetrack either. Jeff Burton has had his hands full. Right now, he's sandwiched in between Matt Kenseth and John Andretti on the backstretch. Those three will come off the back straight onto the back straightaway. Keep it single file for the moment. Now they begin to fan out just a bit, ducking down to the inside. Ricky Rudd making a move a bit closer up. He'll lead Ricky Craven to the inside of Jason Leffler. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon has put a lap on Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Ron Hornaday. As more traffic stacked up in front, the machine of Joe Nemechek sits there. Also, Mike Wallace in the mobile one four, just ahead of the race leader. Here goes Gordon now, switching lanes, diving to the inside to pass that traffic in turn one. 
Marlin. Gordon goes on the attack because second place Sterling Marlin is just a couple of feet from his back bumper. So here's Jeff Gordon up alongside of Joe Nemechek on the backstretch. Nemechek has had so many great days at New Hampshire. This does not look like it's going to be one of them as he battles just to stay on the lead lap. He's got the advantage by a bit, but he's also stuck in that outside line with Gordon underneath him. That's not the place to be in that outside groove. He's going to lose a spot and go a lap down to the leader as he works his way off turn number four and back into the straightaway. They have put Joe Nemechek a lap down. Jeff Gordon continues to lead here at New Hampshire. Sterling Marlin is second. Dale Jarrett's third. Bobby Labonte is fourth. And Mark Martin is fifth as they have lapped a whole ton of cars here in the last 10 or 15 laps around this racetrack. We were hearing that there might be another caution displayed to the field here very shortly to allow the teams to get down and check tire wear once more, but it has not materialized yet. Coming out right now, Barney, as a matter of fact, uh, a few moments ago you said there was going to be a change for the lead. There was. You mentioned the caution, and here it comes too. So you're on the ball today, I'll tell you that. 95 laps into the race, it will be our third caution, and this again will be called by NASCAR. Again, to explain the situation, they're using a tire that has not been tested here at New Hampshire, so they threw a caution flag back on lap 49 and now on lap 96 to allow the teams to come in and make adjustments, change the tires, do what they need to do to make the cars handle correctly. And we're seeing a bunch of cars that are having handling problems. We talked about Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s problems. Also notice Jerry Nadeau, who nearly won last week in Atlanta. He just fell off the pace a few laps ago. Car kind of swinging back and forth when he comes up off the corners. It's not handling well. Ricky Rudd has had his problems. Bill Elliott has been struggling all throughout today. Kevin Harvick finds himself back near the rear of the field. So a number of guys that typically run well on this racetrack and typically at about any racetrack having problems here in the early going of the New Hampshire 300. 104 laps on the board. They'll go back green at lap 105, led by Jeff Gordon, Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Labonte, and Tony Stewart, your top five. Then Johnny Benson, Robert Presley, Elliot Sadler, Mark Martin, and Robbie Gordon make up the top ten. Still 31 cars on the lead lap as they come back to the line for the restart on lap 105. Jeff Gordon gets a good one, pulls away from second place Sterling Marlin by about four car lengths, may have a lap car separating him from the rest of the field. That'll be Joe Nemechek. In fact, a couple of lap cars because Stacey Compton is there as well. Here's second place, Sterling Marlin, wired in lap traffic. Joe Nemechek trying to make a run at Gordon to get back on the lead lap. That's not going to happen, at least this time down the back straightaway. So it's Gordon, at the lap car of Nemechek. Another lap car, Stacy Compton, and the second place machine of Sterling Marlin. Now, Stacy Compton is determined that he's going to get underneath Joe Nemechek and get up there and get himself back on the lead lap if he can. Not able to do it off turn number three. That lap traffic right now has stacked them pretty far back. I'm talking about second, third, and fourth places. They go over to turn two. Second place. Sterling Marlin decides just to back away for a moment, get back in line and regroup. Marlin not liking what he sees as the lap traffic. Now running two abreast as Stacy Compton takes a peek down to the inside of Nemechek. Can't find room to race as they hit turn three. All that's allowing Jeff Gordon to once again drive away his lead nearly a full second now over Sterling Marlin, trying to work his way back up to the front of the field. Further back, Tony Stewart doing a little better than he was earlier this afternoon. He's in fourth, but plenty of company there. Bobby Labonte and Johnny Benson go with him to turn one. Couple of Pontiacs lining up behind the Pontiac of Tony Stewart. This going on from fourth position on back. Tony Stewart with a good run from the middle of the corner on out, able to pull away just a bit from those two pursuers. He's got a car length in hand over Bobby Labonte. Right behind Labonte comes the Valvoline Pontiac of Johnny Benson. 31 cars still being shown on the lead lap. Ricky Craven is the final car on the lead lap for the moment. They work back into turn one. 
Here they come back into the corner with Jeff Gordon. The race leader has nothing but clear racetrack ahead of him. Still two lap cars separating Gordon from second place, Sterling Marlin. Clear asphalt in front of him and blockers behind him, insulating Jeff Gordon from the second place automobile of Sterling Marlin. For the moment, Marlin content just to ride behind the lap machine of Joe Nemechek. A couple of guys have worked their way back closer to the front of the field who have not been there all afternoon, like Robert Presley. He's shown in the seventh position right now. Elliott Sadler is now in the eighth spot. Robbie Gordon having a good run at this stage of the race. He's shown in the 10th position. The field is in turn one. Robert Presley trying to hang on to that seventh spot. Elliott Sadler is right behind Presley's back bumper on the back stretch. Sadler's got a good race car, and he's going to throw it to the inside line at the exit of turn number two. Try to pull alongside down the back straightaway, but Presley with plenty of horsepower holds him off. That battle continues into turn four. Now, Robert also working good at the bottom of the speedway. Puts the car right down to the yellow line and shuts down any attempt that Elliott Sadler might have to get underneath him and take a spot away. Let's jump a little further back in the field where some good racing is going on. Rusty Wallace is back there in 15th position. Dave Blaney, John Andretti, Kenny Schrader, Bill Elliott, all in that pack of traffic over in turn one. Traffic stacking up three wide at the entry to the corner. Ken Schrader was in between Kurt Busch and Kevin LePage. Three wide works only briefly and only then on the straightaways here at New Hampshire. You get to the corners, you're going to have to sort it out and get at least single file. Kevin LePage trapped on the outside. Bill Elliott will lead the charge down low. What we are finally seeing, Barney, is the fact that that outside lane is finally starting to work in. Early in the race, anybody who went up there just had problems and fell back. Now they're racing side-by-side side on the outside at both ends of this track. They're doing it by necessity because that bottom groove, the sealer is wearing off. And also, if, if you're going to be out there at all, hoping to stay up there and not lose the position, you're going to have to find yourself a groove. If, you, if your car will not work at the bottom of the speedway and it works a little bit better in that high line, you're going to get out there. And we're seeing a lot of cars that that's the only place they can keep from losing a spot or going five or six positions down. 112 laps on the scoreboard, but for Jeff Gordon, it doesn't seem to matter where he runs, at the bottom of the speedway or out against the wall or whatever. He leads them back over to turn three. A nice autumn walk in New England so far for Jeff Gordon, who's got plenty of room and a couple of lap cars between himself and Sterling Marlin. Dale Jarrett rides in third, but he's got some ground to make up to catch Marlin. Further back in the 12th position, you got Ward Burton hanging on to a spot there with his brother Jeff trying to rid himself of the lapped traffic, which is Terry Labonte, sits in between himself and his brother. Then you've got the car of Casey Atwood, who just lost a couple of positions. Buckshot Jones, John Andretti, and now a side-by-side -side battle as Ken Schrader again goes to work in turn one. He goes to the inside of the Rusty Wallace car. In fact, they trade paint coming into the corner. They bounce off one another, and Schrader moves by. Wallace has to get out of the throttle to try and get that car back under control, and it may cost him another spot. Dave Blaney drives down to the inside. Now Kurt Busch will go to the outside. Boy, not seeing much passing here this afternoon around that outside groove, but we're watching Kurt Busch try to pull it off on Rusty Wallace here in the front straightaway. He leads him off the corner, got a half a car length on him in turn one. Bush comes charging back into the corner under a full head of steam. He's got Rusty Wallace down to the inside. Behind them, Ricky Rudd is side by side with Bill Elliott. Kurt Bush, the rookie, with not enough experience to know that you're not supposed to be able to do what he's doing on the outside lane, but he hasn't got the job done yet. Rusty Wallace scratching and clawing back to the low line in turn three. Several great battles going on throughout the field, but up front, a constant. Jeff Gordon's lead is now two and a half seconds over Sterling Marlin. Dale Jarrett runs in third. Fourth is Tony Stewart, and fifth is Bobby Labonte. Rest of the top ten are Johnny Benson, who runs sixth. Robert Presley, who's in seventh. Mark Martin is eighth. Elliott Sadler, ninth and tenth, is Matt Kenseth. 
Let's check on the problem for Ken Schrader. Winston Kelly? Well, the first thing that happened is the power steering belt came off, and then that threw the water pump belt off, and then that threw out all the water in the machine. So they got an overheating problem. They're trying to put the belts back on and add the water back into the M&M's Pontiac for Ken Schrader. So just a tough day here in New Hampshire. This has not been one of Kenny Schrader's best racetracks over the years. Kenny used to come up here and qualify real strong and even race real good for maybe 100 laps or so, but uh, luck has not fallen in his corner for top 10 finishes and top five finishes, and he sits on pit road right now with yet another problem. For Jeff Gordon, just unbelievable how easy things are going for him here this afternoon as he goes back into turn number one with an advantage of a little over uh, almost two and eight-tenths seconds over second place, Sterling Marlin. Dale Jarrett was reeling in uh, Sterling a moment ago, going a little Marlin fishing there, but I don't think he's got the right bait to catch him for the moment as they head over to turn three. Or maybe a little too much leader, Barney. Hard to tell on the back straightaway, but that battle has not quite materialized the way it looks like it might. As a matter of fact, DJ right now is more worried about Tony Stewart in the rearview mirror. Yeah, Tony Stewart closed it into within about a car length. Further back, we see a change of position. Elliot Sadler drifting a little bit wide going into turn number three. It opened the inside lane, and Matt Kenseth came by and he now picks up the ninth position well for Gordon I guess there was no pressure on him coming into the race today as we talked about Barney he wrapped up the championship last week in Atlanta and so it really didn't matter what happened in this race except maybe to make his numbers a little bit stronger if he could pick up another win before this year is over so he comes in this kind of lackadaisical about it uh, doing what he typically does the team doing uh, their thing as they have so much this year and, and here they are in command of this race now by three and a half seconds. Sort of epitomizes the whole year for Jeff Gordon. Yeah, I don't think there, you talked about no pressure on Jeff Gordon coming in here. He comes to win regardless of what the situation is. No question about that. I think the thing that's in their corner right now is they would like to come out of here with a win today to say, hey, we ended the season on a high note. We won the Winston Cup championship. Our team is as rock solid as it has ever been. There is no question about that. I went walked over in the garage area this morning. Those guys were dead serious working on that race car. They wanted it to be absolutely perfect when he took it out there, and apparently it is. That's how they got to the championship. Jeff said this championship, though, a little bit different than the other three. It's different in where this was... Uh, virtually a new team last year and, and a lot of young guys, but yet a lot of experienced guys. Um, but it, it, the way they came together, the way they they could have gotten down and, and pulled apart and, and this team could have split up even more, instead of doing that, they came together and, and created a, a strong-knit group of guys that wanted to win races and wanted to win championships. And, uh, you know, they came out and they did it. I mean, they showed me. They, they gave me the confidence and, 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 you know, just got me fired up to go out there and, and do it. And, uh, you know, it, it's just been a great year all the way around. And, and a guy like Robbie Loomis to come on board, take a big risk, and uh, for that to pay off, that mean, means a lot. But really all the guys on, on this team, um, you know, I'm just so proud of the way they stuck, stuck together, uh, stood together last year. Jeff had a lot to prove going into this season. Matter of fact, uh, dating back to last year, after Ray Evernham left, a lot of folks said that Ray was the reason that Jeff was so good. So he had to prove that it wasn't just Ray, it was a lot Jeff. Uh, at the time, I think it was a combination of both. Ray Evernham undoubtedly is one of the smartest people that's come along in this business in a long, long time. But when he left and people were saying, well, you know, they're done, they're not going to do this, they're not going to do that, there was just the depth of talent over at that race shop was just too deep for them to just fade away and not be a contender for a championship and wins 
and they have lived up to that reputation. Robbie Loomis has fit in very well over there. He's done a tremendous job there, and again, stepping into some big footsteps after Ray Evernham left the operation. Change in the top five. Tony Stewart has now moved up to the second position. Dale Jarrett has taken third. Bobby Labonte falls back to fourth, and Johnny Benson now is in the fifth position. Let's take you further down the rundown at lap 129 on our Napa leaderboard. In the sixth spot now is Sterling Marlin. Seventh is Robert Presley. Eighth is Mark Martin. Ninth is Matt Kenseth. And tenth is Elliot Sadler. Running at 11th now is Robbie Gordon. Twelfth is Jeff Burton. Thirteenth is Ward Burton. Fourteenth is uh, Casey Atwood. Fifteenth is Dave Blaney. Running in sixteenth is John Andretti. Seventeenth is Ricky Rudd. Eighteenth, Kurt Busch. Nineteenth is Todd Bodine. And twentieth is Jerry Nadeau. Bobby Hamilton runs in 21st. Twenty-second is Brett Bodine. Twenty-third is Jimmy Spencer. Twenty-fourth is Bill Elliott. And Rick Mast runs in 25th at lap 130. Napa, we keep America running. At New Hampshire International Speedway, still running under the green flag here at lap 135. Jeff Gordon's lead is 2.6 seconds over Tony Stewart, but he's starting to lap some good cars. Marty, we talked about Rusty Wallace's problem. He's just lost a lap to the race leader. Jeff Gordon cutting through this field here in the first half of today's race. He got it dialed in just about as good as you can get a race car to handle. We've seen him do that many, many times this season, and it's a track like New Hampshire where it is very difficult to get around here and pass anyway. If you find the combination like he has, you're going to lap a lot of cars, and he's done that. At lap 136, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Dale Jarrett, and Johnny Benson are the top five. Let's get some updates on pit road right now. A moment ago, it looked like Kenny, not Kenny Wallace, but uh, Kenny Schrader's car is still sitting down on pit road. I don't believe they're going to be able to repair that. They haven't shown him officially out of the race yet but they continue to work on it. Let's check with Winston Kelly. Well, Barney, they keep working on it, and we talked about points earlier on in the race that 23 of the top 25 can change. You heard Michael Watcher mention that's why he wanted to get back out. Schrader's currently 19th in points, just 69 points ahead of Elliott Sadler and another 35 ahead of Ricky Craven. So they're really intent on getting that car back onto the racetrack, putting that... Uh, what the water pump belt back on and the power steering pump belt back on so they can get him out there. While we're talking about Schrader, we want to send our condolences out to his wife, Annie. Her father passed away this past Wednesday night, so uh, condolences to Ann Schrader and all of her family. I told you Ward Burton came in and made an unscheduled stop. He's now taken his Caterpillar Dodge back to the Winston Cup garage. We'll get a report from Preston Root there in a few moments. Meanwhile, let's check in with Jim Phillips. Joe, the only car on this end of the pit lane I've checked that has not blistered a tire or having tire problems is Tony Stewart. And that could pay off for him later on in the race as the temperatures cool down a little bit. And the, the tires will get better if the temperature drops some. The rest are having all kinds of problems. We talked about Rusty Wallace. His car just keeps on getting tighter and tighter. That means it just will not turn in the middle of the turns and Rusty just having to wait so long before you get back on the throttle to come off the corners. He's lost so much time and, and, and lost a lap. That's his problem. Jeff Gordon is uh, uh, having very minor tire problems along with Dale Jarrett. The rest down here are having uh, lots of problems on the right side tires. Nine times out of ten, the Jeff Gordon camp will go very conservative on their setup in the race car. You very seldom see them have any tire wear or excessive tire wear, I guess is the way to put it. They've got it figured out, and it's showing up once again here today. Kevin Harvick just went down a lap to the race leader. Gives us now 26 cars 
still on the lead lap with 160 laps to go in today's event. This Christmas, why not give the gift of speed? Tickets are now available for the February 24th NASCAR Winston Cup race at the North Carolina Speedway. Or your tickets between December 3rd and 21st, and you receive a free CD of memorable moments and fantastic finishes at The Rock. You can find out more by checking online at NorthCarolinaSpeedway.com. Got a caution for an incident up in turn four. Buckshot Jones gets turned around, backs the Dodge into the outside retaining wall, does a 180, and then goes nose first into the concrete. Single car incident, Buckshot Jones on the outside of turn four. Actually, I think he had a little help up there just at the last minute. Looked up and saw Kenny Wallace's machine down underneath him, and I, I believe they made a little contact, but the coming out the worst of it will be Buckshot Jones as he is slammed into the outside wall just off turn number four. At any rate, we are under the yellow for the fourth time this afternoon for the trouble up in turn four. Car should be coming down the pit road momentarily. Meanwhile, let's check in the Winston Cup garage with Preston Root. Let's check in with Ward Burton if we could. Ward, uh, car didn't sound too good. The Caterpillar Dodge when he came around a couple times. Uh, motor problem? Yeah, it uh, started acting up about 30 laps ago. Uh, tell you what, the guys uh, done a really good job getting the car to handle. I think felt like we had a top five car there, but this kind of stuff that we got to uh, hopefully learn from this year and not have next year because we really got some good running race cars. We just had a lot of DNFs this year. Ward Burton out of the race with a motor problem. Everybody else is on pit road making their stops at lap 142. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Right, the leader, Jeff Gordon, is in. Joe, along with Tony Stewart, Dale Jerry is in. Here comes Ricky Rudd, Bobby Labonte, Sterling Marlin, Robert Presley, Bill Elliott, and Jeff Burton all getting tires. Gordon's team is down and away. 14.4 seconds on the stop for Gordon to Winston Kelly. Mark Martin, the first down and away. A three-eighths track bar adjustment. He raced to the pad. The car still just a little bit tight for his liking, but nonetheless a great run for him. Bobby Hamilton down with four tires and fuel. Ricky Craven now down and away. Johnny Benson, four tires, 76 fuel for everybody here on the midsection of pit road. Cleanup is still underway in turn four where Buckshot Jones hit the wall. A good bit of uh, fluid was spilled on the racing surface, so they've put down the stay drive there and are now just uh, hooking up to Buckshot's car and dragging it away from where he hit the wall. Pretty hard hit there, Barn. Yeah, he, he took a pretty severe blow into that outside wall. He did make a little contact up there. He and Kenny Wallace got together. It looked like Kenny uh, ran down to the bottom of the racetrack and might have misjudged his speed a little bit, just touched him, and that's all it takes when you're coming out of that corner because that's where the car wants to go anyway is to the outside wall. And uh, we'll get a report on uh, Buckshot Jones as quickly as we can. But his car is through for the day. They've hooked it up to a wrecker and about to take it back to the garage. Gives us three cars officially out of the race. Buckshot Jones along with Ward Burton and Ken Schrader out of the race. Michael Waltrip lost a number of laps first part of the event after hitting the wall in turn four. But he has returned. Now he's running some, uh, I don't know, 30, 35 laps off the pace. Jeff Gordon, though, is the race leader as we work this caution flag for the fourth time today. Let's take you down the running order at lap 145. It's Gordon, Sterling Marlin, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte and Robert Presley. That's the front five. Mark Martin is sixth. Seventh is Matt Kenseth. Eighth is Dale Jarrett. Ninth is Johnny Benson. And tenth is Jeff Burton. Robbie Gordon having a good day so far. He's in 11th. Elliot Sadler looking good in 12th. 13th is Dave Blaney. 14th is Ricky Rudd. And 15th is Rick Mast. Running in 16th is Casey Atwood. 17th is Kurt Busch. 18th is John Andretti. 19th is Jimmy Spencer. And 20th is Todd Bodine. Bill Elliott runs in 21st. Bobby Hamilton is 22nd. Ricky Craven 23rd, Jerry Nadeau 24th, and Brett Bodine is 25th. 
In 26 now is Kenny Wallace. He's the first car off the lead lap, along with Joe Nemechek, who's in 27th. Kyle Petty, 28th. Mike Wallace, 29th. And Rusty Wallace, 30th. 31st is Jason Leffler. 32nd, Terry Labonte. 33rd, Stacey Compton. 34th, Kevin Harvick. 35th is Ron Hornaday. 36th is Bobby Hamilton, Jr. Dale Earnhardt, Jr., an uncharacteristic day for him. He's in 37th. Out of the race now, the cars of Kevin LePage. Actually, he's on pit road. The cars out are Buckshot Jones, Ward Burton, Ken Schrader, and then Michael Waltrip still running. He's shown in 42nd. That's a look at the Napa leaderboard at lap 146. Napa, we keep America running. Tell you, the pit crew that is, of course, all the pit crews have done a good job here today, but one that has done an exceptional job for their driver is the Sterling Marlin pit crew. Now, a moment ago, Sterling had slid all the way back to about sixth or seventh position just before that caution flag came out. They came off pit road after this round of pit stops, running in the number two spot just behind Jeff Gordon. So, Jim Phillips, that team is on the stick today. Uh, that's exactly right, Barney. And uh, he talked before the race uh, that they were going to be on, that they had a good car in, in practice. And uh, usually when that happens to Jeff Gordon, you know what happens at the end of the race. We usually talk to him in victory lane. Tony Stewart rides third. Bobby Labonte is fourth. And Robert Presley's having a great day. Robert's uh, Fallen back a couple of times, but he's been able to get back up in the top ten. Is currently showing in fourth position. Robert, not one of those drivers who's making his last run for current uh, the current team he's with. Hasn't announced where he's going next year, but Dave Blaney will take over that ride. So he's trying to wrap up this year looking as favorable as possible. Wouldn't you like to see somebody like Robert go to victory oh. lane? A couple of guys. There's three or four guys that fall in that category. Yeah, there's a number of guys you just you just yearn each week to see them have a good finish. Guys who have been laboring along here for so long. How about guys like Brett Bodine? Struggling, trying to find a sponsor going into next season. It'd be wonderful to see Brett Bodine get a get a win or at least a top five finish. That would do wonders for him in trying to land a sponsor for next year. And again, other guys like uh, Mike Wallace, uh, who's kind of unsure what's going to happen with his operation next year. Uh, we talked about a number of other guys who are kind of into this year that uh, still don't know about the upcoming season. Field will go green at lap 150. That'll put us halfway home in the New Hampshire 300 here this afternoon. Pace car about to swing in behind the pit wall. Jeff Gordon comes out of turn number four, and the line of lap cars gets even bigger as the race goes on. Gordon looking for the green flag. It's in the air. Kenny Wallace is the first car lapped down as they haul it off into turn number one. He's going to jump between himself and the second-place car of Sterling Marlin. Here's Marlin now caught up in between Kenny Wallace's lap car and third-place Tony Stewart. Stewart thanks about a move to the outside to challenge for the spot. Tony takes a peek, but nothing more as Sterling Marlin has a good race car in the bottom of the racetrack. Marlin trying to hold off Tony Stewart will do so as they hit the entrance of turn number three. Stewart tried to drive down to the inside of the track, but Sterling Marlin slammed the door. Here he comes again off turn four. Marlin goes wide. Stewart on the move, trying to pull even. He will at the start-finish line, and Stewart picks off the spot in turn one. Goes blasting by to the inside of Sterling Marlin coming off the end of the front straight, and the lap car of Joe Nemechek in the process also goes by. Nemechek fights his way to the bottom. He'll take the position away. Tries to open the door for Bobby Labonte. Labonte down the back straightaway. Can't find room. He'll have to shadow right behind Sterling Marlin into turn three. Now some of the cars that are in the top 10 are boxed in back there in that lap traffic that has swung into the outside groove all of a sudden. Robert Presley is one of those. Mark Martin is another as they go back to turn one. Robert Presley in the fifth position. He's got the lap car of Mike Wallace behind him. And then here comes Mark Martin up to the high side. Mark rides in the sixth spot, heading off the corner. Mark Martin trying to do it the hard way and do away with the lap car of Mike Wallace down low. They'll race side by side down the back straightaway. Martin gets the job done. He'll move back to the low line in three. Now he goes after Robert Presley, who has the fifth position. At lab 153, it's Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Sterling Marlin, 
Bobby Labonte, and for now, Robert Presley. Jeff Gordon picks up right where he left off. Once they went back to green, he's already has one and seven-tenths seconds over the second-place car of Tony Stewart and is about to extend it a little bit more as they go over to turn three. Jeff Gordon once again with the race firmly under his control. He's got the lap car of Kenny Wallace and a good deal of daylight before the second-place machine of Tony Stewart. Told you Mark Martin was closing in on Robert Presley. He hasn't made up a whole lot of ground. Mark Martin still riding back in the sixth spot. Presley has a solid lock now on the fifth position. Further back, Matt Kenseth steps out of line now. He's going after Mark Martin and the lap traffic that separates him from Mark in turn one. Kenseth goes diving down to the inside of Mike Wallace's lap car, and he's got Dale Jarrett in the eighth position behind him. Kenseth now with some daylight down to the inside, and he will move down to the low lane and take the spot away. Door open now for Dale Jarrett. He'll move underneath Mike Wallace. Wallace in three, right behind him, Johnny Benson. Johnny Benson's having a good day. He's been able to stay up in the top ten for the better part of the afternoon. He's got a good handling race car, but right now, Jeff Burton is working him over pretty good as they go over to turn one. Here's Johnny Benson now. He sees Burton coming, so Benson's going to get out of line and try to do something with the lap car of Mike Wallace. Jeff Burton works to the inside as well. Benson punches the hole down low. He'll move underneath Wallace. The door now open for Burton as they fan out three wide a bit further back as Robbie Gordon makes a move down to the inside of both Kevin Harvick and Dale. Hart Jr. Robbie Gordon back in the 11th position trying to chase down 10th place Jeff Burton and 9th place Johnny Benson working with traffic around those cars. Let's follow that battle back to turn one. Robbie Gordon trying to do something with the lap car of Rusty Wallace which separates Gordon from Jeff Burton. At the same time Burton still caught behind Mike Wallace. A difficult mix of lap traffic mixed in and among the lead lap cars and they're having to contend with that all the way around this racetrack. Robbie Gordon now right on the back bumper of the Rusty Wallace car. Jeff Burton dives low and blows underneath Mike Wallace. He will be able to get around the lap car of Mike Wallace and maybe set sail, get a little closer up there and gain himself another position. Meanwhile, from second place on back, there is a lot of traffic there. Part of it's lap traffic, part of it isn't. Tony Stewart tried to thread his way through. Can't even worry about the leader right now because he's got plenty of company on the back door. Finally makes his way around the lap car of Kenny Wallace. Bobby Labonte diving under the lap machine of Joe Nemechek. Bobby Labonte now just has one lap car separating him from teammate Tony Stewart. That lap car is one Kenny Wallace. Let's see what he can do now in trying to clear himself of that traffic in turn one. Bobby Labonte starts to take a look down to the inside, coming back into the corner. Now he has to get back up in the line. He runs out of racetrack on the backstretch. Playing me to my shadow down the back straightaway, looking for room on the inside. Sneaks a peek, but not much there. He'll have to follow the lap machine of Kenny Wallace to the entrance of turn three. Work their way up into turn three, over to four, and back into the front straightaway. 161 laps go on the scoreboard here. Jeff Gordon. Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Sterling Marlin, and Robert Presley, the top five. We said a moment ago, we talked about Sterling Marlin and the pit work that the team had done all day to get him back out there. And Jim Phillips informed me on a commercial break there that they took only two tires. Jim, is that kind of risky here, particularly with, uh, I guess, if you if you know what your tire wear is, it's okay. Well, it, I think so, Barney, because of you know, the problems we've had today. But I, I haven't seen any left side tires blistered. And... Um, you know, they thought they did the, the track position, but uh, that move hasn't uh, paid off that well for Sterling so far in this run. We are at the New Hampshire Speedway ringing down the season on the 2001 Winston Cup season here this afternoon for a race that was to be run back in September. And they are running it here the day after Thanksgiving this afternoon. The MRN crew here to bring it to you, Kurt Becker and Dave Moody out of the turns, Preston Root, Winston Kelly, and Jim Phillips down on pit road. And Joe Moore and I are here in the tower for you this afternoon. 
watching a kind of a bizarre race, I guess is one way to put it. Jeff Gordon, that part of it is not bizarre. It's just when he comes here, if he's got it right, he's gone. The guys, all the guys who have been so strong for the majority of this year, like Gordon and Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte for uh, a good part, and Sterling Marlin for sure, all having a great day. But other guys that uh, we've seen do so well this year have been struggling since the start. Names like Kevin Harvick, guys like, uh, uh, let's see, Ricky Rudd is one of those who's having problems. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is having his troubles here today. And although the championship is wrapped up, we talked about some 23 positions of the top 25 that could change as a result of the finish of this race. As it stands right now, if this race were to end at this moment, Sterling Marlin would move up to third in the championship points. Ricky Rudd would drop to the fourth position. Remember, he was just second last week going into the race at Atlanta. Also, Jeff Burton, if the race ended now, would pick up one position. He would finish the year in the ninth spot, and Kevin Harvick would drop to the tenth position. And points means dollars at season's end. means a lot of dollars. Uh, the difference between second and third, I believe, uh, some of the Western people told me this morning coming up on the plane was well over $300,000. That's nothing to sneeze at. And drop that down to another position fourth where Ricky Rudd would finish if this race stopped now, and you're talking about even more money. So these guys are hoping to make up some ground and uh, pick up here in the second half of this race. Got 133 laps to go so far all day. It's been Mr. Jeff Gordon, the champion. He leads now by three full seconds over Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Sterling Marlin, and Robert Presley. Stacy Compton just about turned his car around coming off turn four that time. He and Terry Labonte, couple of lap cars, dueling as they came off the corner. Compton got turned sideways but straightened the car out and saved it. A good pullback for Stacy Compton. Jeff Gordon continues to circulate around this racetrack and continues to build the lead. Before we broke away for commercial, he was 3.7 seconds out in front, now 4.3 seconds out in front of Bobby Labonte. Tony Stewart rides in the third position, fourth is Sterling Marlin, fifth is Robert Presley, six through ten, Matt Kenseth, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, and Johnny Benson. At the conclusion of today's race, Gatorade presents the Gatorade Front Runner Award of $10,000 to the eligible driver who leads the most laps in this event. Gatorade, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. One of the hardest races on the speedway is going on right now back at about 10th and 11th position where Johnny Benson, Jeff Burton, Robbie Gordon, Ricky Rudd, and Dave Blaney are all locked up in a pretty good tussle going over to turn two. All of that traffic worked its way around the bottom of the corner, all lining up behind Dale Jarrett on the backstretch. Nose to tail for the moment. They'll all freight train it down the 1,500-foot back straightaway. Nobody close enough to make a move with Dale Jarrett. Jarrett, then two car lengths to Jeff Burton, Robbie Gordon, then the lap car of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Here they come now, nose to tail, working off turn four, back to the start-finish line. No one stepping out of line to make a pass. Although, again, we'll follow this one because it's pretty close between DJ and Jeff Burton. Let's see what he can do in one. That's the battle for the eighth position. Dale Jarrett has it for now. Jeff Burton still trying to take it away. Right on his back bumper as they exit turn number two and file it out down the back straightaway. One car making a dive down to the inside. It's Rusty Wallace trying to move underneath the Johnny Benson machine. Nothing there. Work their way out of turn number four and back into the front straightaway. 176 laps have just gone on the scoreboard here. In the New Hampshire 300 this afternoon, but for Jeff Gordon, just absolutely amazing what that team has done all season long, and they bring the race car here with the last race of the season, where, as you pointed out earlier, they've got nothing to gain or lose either way, whether they finish first or whether they finish last, other than the pride in that race team. It sure is nice to go out winning when you're the champion. Yeah. Yeah, and looks like that's what he's going to do if things stay the way they are now for Jeff Gordon. He extends that lead even more, four and a half seconds the margin from first 
back to the second spot. We haven't talked a lot about Jimmy Spencer today. He's another driver making the last run for the team he's currently with, the Carter Haas race team. He's now shown to the 19th position. Not out of this thing as of yet. Still on the lead lap here with uh, 123 laps to go. They made their announcement last week in Atlanta. Chip Ganassi made the announcement that uh, Jimmy comes over to drive what's going to be the Target Dodge next year, car number 41. We're kind of joking with Ganassi being sort of a button-down kind of guy, bringing on a character like Jimmy Spencer. We like that. I like that. I, you know, I, I don't like having, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've never been one to have these, you know, marketing slash PR robots drive cars. I want guys saying what they mean and what's on their mind, and, and I, I don't have a problem with that, and I think that's why... Uh, that's why uh, Jimmy and Sterling are the two most recent carriers of the Jaws. And I don't know if you know what the Jaws are, but they're the two most recent carriers of that, and uh, I'm very proud of that. I think that's a reference back to the Darrell Walters days, huh? No doubt about it. <laughs> Spencer does tell it like it is, and Sterling does too for that matter. I think they'll both have good success next year. Not much question about that. Also, we got the word officially from Ray Everham, what had been suspected for a long period of time, that Jeremy Mayfield will take over the 19 car under Everham Motorsports next year. They will move Casey Atwood over to the Ultra Motorsports team, driving for Jim Smith. Jim says, although they are going racing, without a doubt, it will be a Dodge next year. That package is not completely put together yet. Oh, we're still, we're talking to some people. Nothing's been permanent there. We're real close. Hopefully we'll make an announcement here in, in a few weeks, but uh, that's still an open issue at this point. But uh, we're going racing next year. We've got all our ducks in a row, thanks to, you know, the people that are involved, and, and uh, we're just looking forward to going to Daytona. And, of course, the uh, part he's talking about that's missing right now is sponsorship. They have not yet secured a sponsor for the 2002 season. But, all, as he said there, they're not really worried about that. They're going racing regardless. Yeah, I think, the, uh, I think they'll find a sponsor because there's just too much talent on that race team. And uh, if anybody's looking to pick up a good race team to give them some visibility, I think that would be a place to certainly consider. But while we're talking about changes, they're going to be usually when you go to Daytona the first uh, week there where they practice and qualify and everything else. If you're not up in the tower kind of watching practice, you really get lost as to who's in what car and whatever. Other drivers that will be making a change. As you said earlier, Ron Hornaday has no idea where he'll surface next year. Stacy Compton kind of up in the air also what he might do. Robbie Gordon is pretty well settled in, but there will be a change there. Joe Nemechek, Mike Wallace not real sure what he'll do, and Jimmy Spencer as you talked about. And a few others will fall in that uh, boat, so to speak, before we get to Daytona. A lot of changes here at the end of this 2001 season. A lot more to go as we get ready to march into the 2002 season. Speaking of Stacy Compton, I spoke with uh, Mark Melling on our NASCAR Today show the other day and was asking him about the future of uh, the Kodiak team. Of course, Kodiak leaving at the end of this season. One of the long-running sponsors of NASCAR Winston Cup Racing. Mark says they are trying their best to find a sponsor. But he said if Stacy were to call me right now and ask my advice, if he had an offer, I would suggest he go ahead and find the offer because we have nothing for sure for next year. Melling Racing, a team that's been in the sport dating back to, like, what, 1982. It's won a championship, uh, some 35 races throughout their career. One of the long-running teams in NASCAR Winston Cup Racing may be ending at the end of this race today. Things really change in this business, and sometimes it's not always something that you want to see happen. 184 laps on the board here this afternoon. Jeff Gordon is setting a blistering pace. He is almost a full two seconds ahead of Bobby Labonte and Tony Stewart and Sterling Marlin and Robert Presley. That would be the top five. 188 laps on the board here at New Hampshire. Jeff Gordon continues to dust the field, so to speak. His advantage now, about two and four-tenths seconds. Has he ever got it hooked up? Bobby Labonte is second. Tony Stewart rides third. Sterling Marlin is fourth. And Robert Presley is fifth. Mark Martin is sixth. Robbie Gordon is seventh. Matt Kenseth would be eighth. Dale Jarrett ninth. And Ricky Rudd is tenth. 
And Joe, a minute ago we were talking about guys and that would be jumping around a little bit next year, some not real sure what their future holds. I'm just sitting here looking out at the racetrack, watching different guys that are, have had a, there's no other way to put it, have not had a real good year that will be glad when this season is over. I'm going to say that John Andretti will be glad to start a new year and, and see if they can get things turned around. Kevin LePage has not had the best year. Kyle Petty, that whole operation over there, the Kyle says we've, we've made a lot of progress. We're going to get things a lot better in 2002. They've hired some people, and I think they will. Michael Waltrip uh, had probably the high point of his whole life when he won the Daytona 500 and probably the low point of his whole life when he lost Dale Earnhardt, his car owner down there. And for Terry Labonte, my Lord, will he be glad when this year is over, I think. I'll tell you what, we had uh, team owner Rick Hendrick on NASCAR Live uh, last Tuesday night. And most of the questions that came into Rick were not about Jeff Gordon winning the championship. They were about what's going on with the five team, the Kellogg's operation, and Terry Labonte, what's happening there. And obviously, they have some work to do to get that team caught back up. A couple of guys who are going to be happy at the end of this season is guys who've kind of kind of found their way, like Mike Wallace, who got uh, a situation with the Mobile One team, has had some great runs, a second-place finish several weeks ago. Suddenly, uh, new life has been breathed into Mike Wallace's racing career. Same for his brother, Kenny Wallace, hooking up with uh, DEI after uh, Steve Park was injured at uh, Darlington several weeks back. Kenny is uh, now, of course, set with uh, that operation for the next year. Whenever Steve comes back, he'll be back in the car. But Kenny has a job with DEI. We'll be doing a lot of testing, maybe driving a fourth car, uh, a number of things that may take place. But I think he's had a chance to prove to himself he can drive a race car. Same situation for Robert Price Presley, a second-place finish at uh, Chicagoland Speedway. Some good runs towards the end of the year, although he's leaving this team uh, after uh, this race here today. So there's a lot of different stories down there. If Some guys are going to be glad the year's over and others who are charged up going into next year. Let's take a swing down the pit road and see about some of the stories developing there with 107 laps to go. Jeff Gordon is the race leader. We start our reports with Jim Phillips. Let's talk to Lee McCall, crew chief for Sterling Marlin. As I pointed out a while ago, they took two tires last time. You took two tires last time. Lee, are you satisfied with the way they performed? Yeah, right now we are. You know, we're still a little bit on the tight side. Uh, we just, uh, we're going to keep adjusting on this uh, course like Dodge, and hopefully here by the end of the day, we'll uh, be a pair of bad those guys for the win. Okay, that's Lee McCall, crew chief for Sterling Marlin. Like I said, they're holding their own fourth position for Sterling at this point in the race. Robert Presley's having a good day, and Winston Kelly is there. With Ryan Pemberton, his crew chief. How's the car running out, Ryan? He's done a great job today getting it up in the top five. Yeah, the car's handling well. Um, you know, we got a little concern with tire problems. I'm sure everybody does. So we just want to take it easy the first half of the run here and uh, keep ourselves in position for the end of the race. What type of changes have you had to make today? Uh, we haven't made any changes, believe it or not. Uh, you know, Robert really likes this place, so he's got a lot of confidence when we come up here. And uh, that short little practice we had this morning probably played into our advantage due to the fact that he likes it here and gets around here good. So, uh, you know, it's all Robert doing right now. Uh, we've only made one small change this morning's practice, and uh, it's looking good so far. Ryan Pemberton, the crew chief on Robert Presley's car, talking about guys that can make their way up in points. He's currently 26th, only seven points out behind Casey Atwood, another 99 points behind Michael Waltrip. 
So he has an opportunity to leap up at least a couple of positions if he continues this good run today. Another announcement last week was that Richard Childress will hire Robbie Gordon to drive what will become the singular wireless Chevrolet next year. He's been driving that car since about half season. And Preston Root's doing a great job here today. Joe, I tell you what, he's gone from 31st starting position. Now he's shown in 10th place. Want to take a ask Gil Martin. Uh, Robbie Gordon's really put together a good run out there today. I tell you, the low Chevrolet's been pretty good since we unloaded it today. And it's been our best run of the day right here as far as we put four tires on. And right now, everybody's looking for a caution. I'd like for it to go green a little bit longer because it's the best we've been. This is, this is why you've hired Robbie Gordon from 2002. He's doing a good job. Yeah, he is doing a good job. I think once we go back everywhere for the second time next year and get a chance to test, uh, we'll be a lot better. Gil Martin is the crew chief for Robbie Gordon, currently shown in 10th spot. At lap 200, the caution flag waves again at the New Hampshire International Speedway. Dave Moody. John Andretti in trouble coming off turn number two, takes a right turn hard into the outside retaining wall. Heavy damage on the right front corner of the Cheerios Dodge, and he will limp his way back to pit road. He was running in the 21st position when he hit the wall over in turn four. Jeff Gordon is the race leader. Here they come off turn number four, coming down on the pit road to make stops at what will be lap 201. Bobby Labonte in just behind him. Tony Stewart, Sterling Marlin follow the race leader. Everybody in the top five. Matter of fact, all the cars that are on the lead lap coming in to make their stops. Let's go first to Winston Kelly. John Andretti, a lap down now. Crew going to work on the right side of that car. They lift it up because of that heavy right side damage Dave Moody told us about. Just in front of him, the Dave Blaney machine. Jerry Nadeau slips in front of him. Johnny Benson pulls to a stop just behind Mark Martin. Four tire stops for everybody. Jimmy Spencer's crew goes to work. And further up pit road, Jim Phelps has more cars in front of him. We have Jeff Gordon down here west along with Bobby Labonte. Tony Stewart, Ricky Rudd is in. Dale Jarrett is in. Sterling Marlin. All these cars down here getting four tires. Jeff Berg is in. Bill Elliott is in. They're wiping the grill off. Bill swings out of his pits. Out of Western route. Tell you what, uh, Gil Martin, the crew chief for Robbie Gordon, got his wish come true because uh, Robbie Gordon got to come in. He took on four tires and fuel. A good good break for Robbie Gordon. And as the uh, cars work their way around through three and four, the rest of the crew within, back at this end of pit road are going to make their stops here shortly. Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Tony Stewart, Robbie Gordon, Sterling Marlin were the first five back onto the racetrack. We've had four lead changes today among three drivers. Overwhelmingly, it's been Jeff Gordon dominating this event. Five caution flags have waved. Two of those were NASCAR-called cautions. Those were on laps 49 and 96. Michael Waltrip hit the wall on lap 30. That brought out our first caution of the day. Our fourth caution when Buckshot Jones hit the wall in turn four, four on lap 141. And then, most recently, as John Andretti hit the wall on the back straightaway on lap 199. Now showing 23 cars on the lead lap. They are Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte second, Tony Stewart third, Robbie Gordon fourth, and Sterling Marlin fifth. Robert Presley has dropped to sixth now with Mark Martin in seventh, Ricky Rudd up to eighth, Dave Blaney ninth, and Matt Kenseth is tenth. Eleventh is Johnny Benson, 12th is Jerry Nadeau, 13th is Casey Atwood, 14th Jeff Burton, and 15th is Dale Jarrett. Jimmy Spencer up to 16th, Bill Elliott is in 17th, Elliott Sadler is 18th, Kurt Busch is 19th, and Brett Bodine is 20th. Joe Nemechek is 21st, Kyle Petty 22nd, Rusty Wallace is 23rd, and those are the cars now shown on the lead lap. Out of the race, the cars of Michael Waltrip, Buckshot Jones, and Ward Burton. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a Winston Cup or Bush Series race, stop by the familiar MBNA green booth and mention MRN for a second free gift 
just for applying. A couple of drivers that have had a really tough day here at New Hampshire this afternoon and one that has been a big surprise because when they dropped the green earlier today, Joe, I thought Kevin Harvick was going to be a contender all day long. He took off and got up there and battled for the lead a while and stayed around the top five, but once he started falling back, uh, he is, what, all the way back now to, what, 30th, 30th position? Yeah. yeah. And Earnhardt Jr.'s had his share of problems off and on today also, and uh, he said this morning, I think I can run well here at this place, but it's not been the case today. A lot of guys are hoping to come in here and, uh, and looking at this race as a chance to maybe redeem themselves for some of the, the bad things that's happened to them throughout the course of this year, but not to be. Some of those guys have struggled worse here today than they have all year. And, again, it, it's kind of unusual to see some of the guys that uh, typically run quite well that have had problems that uh, have just kind of plagued them since the start of the race today. But it is good to note some of the names that uh, we've been talking about that typically aren't among the front runners. Guys like Robbie Gordon having a great day riding in the fourth position. Robert Presley, who needs a good finish to his season. He's in the sixth spot right now. you got uh, Dave Blaney, who's in the ninth position, making his last start for Bill Davis Racing. Ricky Rudd, who really struggled in the first half of the race today. He's now shown in the eighth spot. Could give him a chance to get back up into third and maybe into second in the championship point standings before this year is over. Let's check back in, meanwhile, on pit road. Uh, let's get a word from Robbie Loomis here. If I can hold up here. But he changed today, Robbie. He's the crew chief for Jeff Gordon. i tell you what. We said we were going to come up here and have a good time. The guys in this DuPont race team, especially this shop, prepared this car, and this thing's really good right now. Okay. Now, nearly fell off the toolbox. We got it done anyway. That's Robbie Loomis, crew chief for... Jeff Gordon, uh, they've had just uh, almost perfect car all day long. Well, as he said, it's pretty good. If it could get any better, I don't know how it could. Do you? No. Tough to uh, improve uh, on something that's doing as well as that car and that team is doing today. Still under a caution flag because of uh, cleanup that's underway. They're taking the uh, jet blowers around the racetrack under this caution and blowing off some of the marbles that have accumulated up in the corners, and that's going to be going on for the next few moments. Hey, this Christmas, why not give the gift of speed? Tickets are now available for the February 24th NASCAR Winston Cup race at the North Carolina Speedway in Rockingham. Order your tickets between December 3rd and December 21st, and you'll receive a free CD of memorable moments and fantastic finishes at The Rock. The CD features over 30 minutes of MRN Radio play-by-play -play and interviews including Dale Earnhardt's 7th NASCAR Winston Cup Championship and Steve Park's emotional win in February 2001. To order race tickets and receive your free CD, call the North Carolina Speedway Ticket Office at 910-582-2861 or visit them online at NorthCarolinaSpeedway.com. Hard to believe in one way that the season is over. This year went by fairly quick, as we've talked about uh, when we went to Darlington in September, how fast the months had gone by. But we'll be back in Daytona doing it all over again bef before you even know it. And again, a lot of changes as we start off a brand new season. We'll have to do some study in the offseason to remember who's in which car going into next year. One of those changes is uh, Mike Skinner going to work for Morgan McClure Racing up in Abingdon, Virginia. Talked to uh, Skinner a couple of weeks ago about uh, his rehab, of course, uh, having surgery once again on his leg from that crash that uh, he was involved in with the low Chevy back at uh, Chicago earlier in the season. And uh, Mike says things are really coming along pretty well for him. Feeling great. Um, been doing uh, physical therapy about every day, working out, and uh, the knee is probably a little ahead of schedule. The ankle's doing good. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel really good right now and getting a little bit better every day. And he's already working with the team somewhat. I'm trying to give the Kodak Max Films team uh, some, some moral support, give Hamilton Jr. a little support, and uh, he's doing a great job for the team filling in, and, uh, you know, we really appreciate that. But, uh, you know, we're just, we're just trying to build some depth, and uh, 
we don't want to be sitting here a year from now without a provisional scraping to try to get into races. And, you know, I think if we can accomplish that, we've built forward, and, and, and then f hopefully the next couple of years after that, we can just keep on going forward. He's pumped about the opportunity. He's actually moved up to uh, the area close to the shop and is uh, serious about going to work and trying to turn that operation around, and they need it. Yeah, they, a shot in the arm would be a skinner because he, he'll stay at the shop. I mean, he'll, until he gets that race car as right as it possibly can be. And it would be good to see Larry McClure and the Kodak team be a top five car again every week. Still under the caution flag at lap 208, Jeff Gordon is the leader in the New Hampshire 300. Back under the green flag in the New Hampshire 300 with 89 laps to go. And Jeff Gordon off to a great start. He's pulled away by four car lengths over Bobby Labonte. Tony Stewart rides in the third spot right up on Labonte's bumper. And you've got Robbie Gordon in fourth and fifth is Sterling Marlin. The field is in turn one. Here they come back into the corner. Lap traffic stacking up three wide right behind Sterling Marlin. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Petty, Jason Leffler all involved in that lap traffic battle. Slower cars try to sort themselves out and holding up some of the lead lap automobiles but at the front. Once again, it's Jeff Gordon. His lead is already five car lengths. Best race is going to be for second place in just a few minutes as they come off turn four. Bobby Labonte has it. Tony Stewart's close enough to take it away as he trails him down into turn one. Tony Stewart comes back into the corner. Now takes a peek to the inside of Bobby Labonte, but not close enough to make the pass. Stewart gets back up to the line, racing off the bottom of turn two. The two Joe Gibbs racing teammates trying to settle the runner-up battle while still keeping the leader, Jeff Gordon, in sight. It continues to be Bobby Labonte by a car length over Tony Stewart. Then two more lap cars before Robbie Gordon. Now Robbie Gordon gets rid of one of those lapped cars. Ricky Craven drifted up in the middle of turn four. Gordon slashed it down to the inside. Got by that one. Now just one separates him from third place, Tony Stewart. Robbie Gordon up to the fourth spot, becoming clear if he can get toward the front of the field. He may have something to challenge among the leaders. Robbie Gordon trying to play catch up now up to the number four position and closing ground quickly. He'll have one more lap car to deal with. That's the Chevrolet of Joe Nemechek in turn three. Robbie Gordon's done a good job here this afternoon. I wouldn't say he is an unproven talent, Joe. He's been around the circuit off and on for several years, but he's never had a full-time ride and run the whole season, so it's going to be interesting to see. He certainly was one of the best car owners in the business to see how he performs next year. Nearly won at Sears Point this year, had a runner-up finish in that particular event, had a top-10 finish at Phoenix. Uh, everybody said, okay, yeah, he could do well on the on the road courses, but how about the ovals? He proved at Phoenix he could uh, race on these tracks as well, and he's proving it again today, as right now he's in the fourth position, now closing in on that lapped car just ahead of him, which is Joe Nemechek. Once he clears Nemechek's machine, it's about three more car lengths before he catches the third place car of Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart has decided to stay in line. Moments ago, he was up challenging for the second spot, but now he trails teammate Bobby Labonte. Up far behind him, the battle continues as try to gain ground is Robbie Gordon closing in on the lap car of Joe Nemechek, but if Gordon's learned anything today and that you can't abuse that right front tire. He's just whittling away at it a few feet at a time. He's driving real, real fast and real hard, so to speak, out there, but at the same time, he's not using up the race car by going so hard in the corner that the car really has to chase it out toward the wall doing a good job with it. 84 laps remain here this afternoon. Jeff Gordon continues to be the cream of the crop. Bobby Labonte is second. Tony Stewart's third. Robbie Gordon is fourth. Sterling Marlin is fifth. Give six to Robert Presley. Mark Martin would be seventh. Ricky Rudd is eighth. Dave Blaney ninth. And Johnny Benson is tenth. 
and only 20 cars are now showing on the lead lap. What we're seeing on this particular run under the green flag, Barney, is the fact that Jeff Gordon is not driving away as he did early on. If anything, Kurt Becker, he's just having to hang on to about a three-tenths of a second lead over Bobby Labonte. At the same time, Joe, both Jeff Gordon and Bobby Labonte are beginning to work away from Tony Stewart back in third. We talked about the fact that right after the restart, Stewart was right up in this mix. Now, all of a sudden, he's beginning to lose contact with the top two in the running order. Worked their way off turn number four, watching Robbie Gordon try to get around Joe Nemechek and move in on Tony Stewart to see if he can take third place away as they head back to turn one. Coming back into the corner one more time. Let's see what's going to happen here. Joe Nemechek's car still sandwiched in between Tony Stewart and Robbie Gordon. Here's Gordon now following Nemechek up off the bottom of turn two. Gordon reeled in the lap car of Nemechek rather quickly, but since then has been unable to make a challenge to try and get around him and set his sights on Tony Stewart. Once again, it is Gordon Labonte. Stewart, the lap car of Nemechek, then Robbie Gordon. Further back, pretty good race going on from Robert Presley on back. There's three or four cars hooked up there. Presley is in sixth. He's got Mark Martin behind him in the seventh place. You've got Ricky Rudd in eighth, Dave Blaney in ninth, tenth, Johnny Benson, and Matt Kenseth. All those cars nose to tail in turn one. Working their way through the bottom lane off turn number one and across turn two, they line up on the backstretch. Hugging the bottom at the exit of turn two, now drifting it out next to the outside retaining wall. They'll maintain single file formation down the back straightaway. Taking a peek to the bottom a bit further in front of them, Jerry Nadeau below the yellow line trying to make a move on the Rick Mack. Machine. That would be from seventh place on back where Mark Martin, Ricky Rudd, Dave Blaney, Johnny Benson, and Matt Kenseth, the cars that we talked about, go back to turn one. Dave Blaney tries to get a run up alongside of Ricky Rudd. Now he has to back out of it. At the same time, Blaney has to slam the door on Johnny Benson. Ricky Rudd holding the bottom of the racetrack, trying to hold off the attack. Now ducking down to the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Blaney. He's got the hole this time. He'll drive underneath Ricky Rudd in three. Opens the door for Johnny Benson. Blaney goes to the eighth spot. Johnny Benson goes to ninth. Ricky Rudd tries to slam the door before Matt Kenseth comes by. Maybe too late to make the move. Kenseth is up alongside him in one. And he will go flashing by to the inside by the time they reach the middle of the corner. So Kenseth moves up. Ricky Rudd now losing some three spots in the last lap. And as that battle settles down, Robbie Gordon now has taken it to the attack mode. He is all over the back bumper of the lap car of Joe now He's pulled in there a couple of times and almost with the determination that I'm going to get around this lap car and see what I can do with Tony Stewart. Let's watch him in turn one. Coming back into the corner, here's Robbie Gordon now taking another look to the inside of Joe Nemechek's left car. This time, Gordon gets more serious, tries to make a move off the corner. Nemechek's car beginning to slide up in the middle of the turns, and that allows Robbie Gordon to close ground, and this time he's going to get him. Pulls to the inside, midway on the back, straightaway. Robbie Gordon drives underneath. He's got sole possession of fourth now. But he still has some five car lengths to make up if he has any chance of catching Tony Stewart who now rides in third. 77 to go. Jeff Gordon leads Bobby Labonte, Tony Stewart, Robbie Gordon, and Sterling Marlin in New Hampshire. Jeff Gordon's lead has just gotten a little bit bigger. He is one and one-tenth seconds ahead of Bobby Labonte, who looked like he might be gaining a little bit on him a moment ago. Now Bobby's losing a little ground. The car that's on the move is Robbie Gordon as they go over to two. He has completed the pass of Tony Stewart to take over the third position, but now Robbie Gordon with a lot of ground to make up on the backstretch to the leaders. It took him a good long time to get around the lap car of Nemechek, a handful of laps more to get past Tony Stewart, and now he's got two and a half, maybe three seconds before he can catch Bobby Labonte. It's quite obvious he has the time to get it done. There's 71 laps to go in this race, but the distance is quite large. 
between where the uh, Robbie Gordon car sits now in second place machine of Bobby Labonte. It's uh, nearly two and a half seconds from second back to third. A caution would be a good thing, a good chance for him to close in a little bit. And Barney, I'll bet they're talking to him over the radio right now saying don't use the car up. Be very careful because you can wear out the tires easily, quickly here at New Hampshire if you push too hard. Well, as good as that car is working out there, I got a feeling if there's anybody that can run it real hard in the corners and do almost anything they want to the car and really not punish it that much, it's certainly going to be Jeff Gordon. The car is just that good. Jeff Gordon continues to pull away now by 1.4 seconds over Bobby Labonte. Again, about uh, three seconds back to the third-place car of uh, Robbie Gordon. And Dave Moody, Gordon has not been able to leave Tony Stewart. No, he's still got some company on the back door. You wonder, Joe, right now just how hard Robbie Gordon and Tony Stewart are running because, like you said, about the only hope they have of catching the leader is through the caution flag. Off the corner, back into the front straightaway, Tony Stewart goes a little down toward the bottom of the racetrack and will allow a lap car to move around him as they go to turn one. Ricky Craven moves around to the outside of Tony Stewart. Now Craven is sandwiched in between Robbie Gordon and Tony Stewart. Craven, who's had his problems this afternoon here on his home racetrack, running a lap down. He's on the back bumper now of Robbie Gordon as they hit the entrance to turn three. Checking back a little further, Robert Presley still rides along in the sixth position. We talked a little earlier about Mark Martin trying to chase him down. Mark's had no luck in doing that. If anything, Robert Presley has pulled away from Mark Martin. Matter of fact, they have a lap car separating them right now. That's Jason Leffler. Just behind that lap car battle shapes up as Dave Blaney takes a look at Martin in turn one. Dave Blaney is on the charge, racing back into the corner. Tries to get a fender up alongside of Mark Martin, and Martin is still trapped behind Leffler. Dave Blaney in his final ride in that dodge is on the attack on the back straightaway. Jason Leffler pulls to the inside and just waves him on by. Martin Blaney and not far behind Johnny Benson. Here's Blaney to the inside. Mark Martin may lose the spot as they come off the corner. Blaney's got the position coming down to the inside of the racetrack, and he doesn't crack the throttle. It is a dead heat going to turn one. Dave Blaney completes the pass, coming back into the corner, gets by Mark Martin. But the problem for Blaney, he brought Johnny Benson along with him. Now he feels a challenge off turn two. Valvoline Pontiac now looking to pick up another spot as he shadows Dave Blaney down the back straightaway. Benson peeks to the inside, but doesn't have the horsepower this time. He'll hold the spot in three. Plus, Blaney's handling pretty well. It's got the inside lane covered up, so Benson doesn't have a chance to get by anyway. Further back, Mark Martin under attack once again. This time it's his teammate, Matt Kenseth, knocking on the door. Mark Martin has the ninth position. You've got Matt Kenseth and this traffic lining up nose to tail just in front of Jerry Nadeau. All of that traffic on the back straightaway. Mark Martin really feeling the heat right now as the Viagra Ford begins to fade at the tail end of this run. He may lose another spot here momentarily as Jerry Nadeau dives to the inside and takes the position away from Kenseth. Mark Martin, one of those drivers we talked about, Joe, that is still looking for a win this season. It would be the first season that he has not had a win in a long, long time but he only got one chance left to do it that here today, and he would have to really come up with something, pull a rabbit out of the hat, I guess. He is in ninth position, and we've got only 65 laps to go, but he's still up there in the top 10. If he gets a break, might do it. And, and typically, he's a good flat track racer. As Jim Phillips uh, pointed out in the beginning of our broadcast, he's posted seven top five finishes here at New Hampshire. He's done about everything but win. Right now, he's just hanging on for all he can, about to be passed yet again. 
Jerry Nadeau, who struggled in the first half of the race, was lingering around back around the 25th or 30th position, suddenly is coming to the front. He's now working on Martin for ninth in turn one. Having gotten by Matt Kenseth, here comes Nadeau again, charging up alongside of Martin. Jerry Nadeau in the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. They've worked hard on that car all afternoon long, and it's finally beginning to pay some dividends. He storms around the the uh, Kenseth car, he'll pick up another spot and go after Johnny Benson. We've got 63 laps to go here at New Hampshire. Jeff Gordon leads, Bobby Labonte is second. Robbie Gordon is now up to third. Give fourth to Tony Stewart. Sterling Marlin hangs in there in the top five. He is fifth. Robert Presley is sixth. Dave Blaney is seventh. J Johnny Benson is eighth. Jerry Nadeau is ninth. And Matt Kenseth runs tenth. Mark Martin has slid back to 11th. Ricky Rudd would be 12th. Jimmy Spencer moves up a peg or two. He's up into 13th. Dale Jarrett is 14th, and Casey Atwood make up the top 15. It's been a while since the guys hit the pit lane. Jim Phillips, what are we looking at for stops before the end of this race? Well, one thing, Joe, today uh, these cars are making uh, more horsepower because it's cooler, and uh, the most they could go on fuel, uh, what I heard was 85 laps. Uh, that's down a little bit when what they normally could on a, a hot day here at uh, New Hampshire. But uh, the tires are going to be the factor. Well, we, you know, about 50 laps is what we've been seeing on the tires. Uh, and so they're going to have to make, everybody's going to have to make one more stop. And the last came in on uh, lap 201. It's now lap 239. So we're looking at maybe the next 10 or 15 laps to start seeing some stops coming yet again. 61 to go. Jeff Gordon's lead is two full seconds over Bobby Labonte. Robbie Gordon rides in third. Fourth is Tony Stewart. Fifth is Sterling Marlin. Robert Presley is sixth. Dave Blaney is seventh. Eighth is Johnny Benson. Ninth is Jerry Nadeau. And Matt Kenseth is now in tenth. No changes in the top five, although a change for position in the sixth spot. Just then, Dave Blaney made the move by Robert Presley and advances one more position. So Blaney coming to life here in the final 57 laps of this race. Jeff Gordon seems determined to wrap up this season as a champion should, winning and winning big time. His lead has now grown to nearly two full seconds over Bobby Labonte, Robbie Gordon, Tony Stewart, and Sterling Marlin. We are at lap 245. Here comes Ricky Rudd, who had worked his way up to the top ten, making a stop. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Yeah, Ricky runs through going the right side, Joe, changing right side tires. First can of 76 fuel is in, and that's just going to, it's going to be 4-2. Well, it's going to be 4 for Ricky Rudd, and uh, they're putting on the left side tires now. Second can of fuel is going in, so it's uh, routine for Ricky Rudd. Ricky Rudd making a stop here at lap 245, a little bit earlier than we anticipated the stops of coming. We'll keep a close watch on the front runners and see when the rest decide to peel off the banking and come in and make their stops. Here's Stacy Compton, who is not on the lead lap, coming in to make a stop at lap 246. Meanwhile, race leader Jeff Gordon continues passing his way through the field, picking up positions. Over in the corner, his lead over Bobby Labonte is one and a half seconds. Here comes Ken Schrader off the uh, turn four exit onto Pitt Road to make his stop. Ken's been having problems all throughout today, set for uh, a good while on Pitt Road under the hood of the M&M's Pontiac. He comes in to make a stop here at lap 247. Should be his final one of the afternoon. Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Robbie Gordon, Tony Stewart, and Sterling Marlin. That's the top five right now. Dave Blaney, Johnny Benson are sixth and seventh with Jerry Nadeau in eighth. Robert Presley has dropped to ninth and tenth now is Matt Kenseth, 53 laps to go. Don't think we'll see too many of the front runners gamble on two tires, uh, especially as critical as it has been here today. I think that final pit stop, more than likely, we'll see everybody take on four. 
Gordon works his way up into turns one and two. Coming back into the corner now. Here comes all of that traffic. The leaders working their way onto the back stretch. Here's Robbie Gordon swinging out wide, getting around the lap car of Rick Mast. Robbie Gordon's got a pretty good escort right now in Ricky Craven. Craven running a lap down, but they found the handle on the tie forward. He has led Robbie Gordon up through traffic and air, closing in on Bobby Labonte. Off the corner, back into the straightaway. 249 laps about to go up for the leader, Jeff Gordon and waiting to see that final round of pit stops when it will come up here. Just about everybody's going to stay out there if they're not losing too much track position right now and stretch it as far as they can and hopefully maybe get another caution flag to make that final pit stop, give them a little more leeway when they come on to pit road. Jeff Gordon hangs on, Bobby Labonte second. Robbie Gordon's had a great day here. I mean, his stock's going to go up a little bit after today's race, even if he doesn't finish up there in the top five, because he has proven, as you have said, that he can run the flat tracks and the oval tracks, not just the road courses. Here is Jeff Burton on pit road. This should be his final stop. Let's cover it. Jeff Burton not had today a party that we thought he would. He's uh, one of the best drivers of this racetrack, having won four races here. But uh, it's not been Burton's day. They take off the right front tire, uh, see a little blister on the outer edge of it. Now they swing around the left side, so Jeff Burton's certainly not going to gamble. He's going to go with uh, four tires, down and away, 15.1 seconds. Leaders pass the entrance to pit road. They continue on the racetrack as Michael Waltrip and Kurt Busch come in to make stops at lap 251. Let's follow Gordon now as he works his way through turns one and two. And all in the back straightaway, Dave Moody has cleared himself of a good bit of that traffic. He's worked his way through it, Joe. He's just taking it very businesslike and methodical, one car at a time. Only the Elliott Sadler machine remains in front of Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon's line does not bury even a foot as he goes through the corners, although he almost had to bury his line that time coming off the corner up in turn number four. Elliot Sadler was making a pit stop, and Jeff couldn't have missed him by more than a foot as he came around the corner, but nevertheless, he managed to avoid a collision there. Elliot Sadler is on pit road. We'll cover his stop. Elliot Sadler comes in. They go to the right side first on Elliot. We'll check and see if they do two. Elliot Sadler in one can of fuel. Now they'll go to the left side for Elliot Sadler. He'll have four new fresh Goodyear Racing Eagles on that car and enough fuel to finish his run here in today's 300-lap event. Bobby Hamilton also on pit road. Not been a really good day here for Bobby. He is being shown back in 29th position. Has not been able to get up in the top 10 all day long. Jeff Gordon continues to set the pace. We have 47 laps to go. He doesn't have a whole lot of traffic to deal with right now as he works his way around this racetrack, waiting to make his final pit stop. When is it going to come? Well, we'll just have to kind of wait and see what he does here. If a caution comes out, certainly they'll all dive onto pit road. Otherwise, it's kind of a cat and mouse game. Just riding along here, counting the laps now, seeing 46 to go as he comes back to the line this time. Half second, that's the margin from first to second. So Bobby Labonte has closed in. Also, Robbie Gordon is starting to close in as he worked back to turn one. Here's second place, Bobby Labonte up within two car lengths of Jeff Gordon trying to close in even more. Gordon's lead went away when he had to dodge the slower car of Elliott Sadler as he headed on to pit road. He lost probably three quarters of his lead. It gave Bobby Labonte an opportunity to get close, but now he's got to try and reel him in. Yeah, getting close is one thing. Getting close enough to get around is another as the laps wind down. Just 45 to go as Bobby Labonte tries to get a little bit closer to the leader over in turn two. Bobby Labonte goes back to work trying to accomplish that task. He follows virtually the same line as Gordon coming back up off the bottom of the corner. 
it. But Gordon is doing it a little bit better as he has begun to leg it out just ever so slightly one more time. He follows in the tire tracks of the last car of Ricky Rudd. But Gordon's lead is back up to about 10 car lengths. A couple more cars coming on to pit road. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Johnny Benson is one of those, the crew working on the right side of the Valvoline Pontiac. They're going to opt for four tires as they swing around to the left side of the machine. Doug Morgan jacks it up. Jimmy Watts puts in the second can of 76 fuel. And Johnny Benson is down and away. Preston Root. Todd Bodine in. He took on four tires, and they put in one around the wedge for Todd Bodine as well. And enough fuel for him to go the distance as well. Here's Mark Martin peeling off turn number four, hitting the pit lane to uh, make his stop. Mark was running back in the 15th position when he comes in to make his stop at lap 256. Back downstairs to cover the stop for Mark Martin. Now the pit board is out. The Jackman goes to work. Scott Riddell on the right side of the car. Changing right side rubber. They're going to make a track bar adjustment. Swing around to the left side of the machine. Mark Bull going to put the, the front tire in place for Robert Renfield. Sean Parker changing the rear tire. They drop the jack. Four tires and away for Mark Martin. Mark Martin down and away. Goes back out of the speedway as the leader comes off turn number four. The leader being Jeff Gordon. Everybody kind of watching to see when. They are going to make their final pit stop. 258 laps are on the board. Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Robbie Gordon, Tony Stewart, and Sterling Marlin. That's your top five. Jeff Gordon might have just wanted to test the waters a little bit with Bobby Labonte to see if he had as much underneath the hood as he thought he did, and apparently he didn't because Jeff Gordon has gone back into the lead, and Bobby Labonte slid back to third. Robbie Gordon got under him just a moment ago. They head for three. Jeff Gordon has opened the door for Robbie Gordon. Gordon takes over the number two position, so it's Gordon and Gordon at the front of the pack. Jeff by two car lengths over Robbie in three. Let's see now what Robbie can do with Jeff. They're closing in on the tail end of the field, and remember, these guys still have to make a stop. Here's Dale Jarrett coming down the pit lane. Also, Bobby Hamilton Jr. coming in, making their stops at lap 264. Let's follow the battle for the lead in turn one. Here comes the leader, Jeff Gordon. He has to go wide to get around Bill Elliott's car, trying to put a lap on him as Robbie Gordon follows suit. Elliott just trying to nurse that Dodge home. It's been smoking badly out of the left-hand side of the header pipe. Gordon drives around him. Robbie Gordon drives around. They are nose to tail in turn four. Well, we've seen this movie before with Jeff Gordon at the front of the field. Laps winding down. There are only 35 to go for the leader, Jeff Gordon. Robbie Gordon is right behind him as they work their way back into turn number one. Bobby Labonte slides back a little bit. They go over to two. Here comes the leader, Jeff Gordon. He has to go to the outside again, this time getting around Kenny Wallace's lap car heading off turn two. This time will take it to the outside lane. Does not have time to try and punch a hole to the inside for fear that Robbie Gordon will get the advantage on him. Jeff Gordon strong in that high lane. is opening up to four car lanes. Robbie Gordon got held up a little bit trying to get by Kenny Wallace coming off turn number four and Wallace now comes off the racetrack to make his stop at lap 266. Let's see now if Robbie can chase down Jeff yet again. At the same time, Jeff Gordon closing up on a lot of lap traffic straight ahead. Jason Leffler, Kevin Harvick just ahead of the race leader. And some of that traffic two abreast on the back straightaway as they fan out and race side by side. Kyle Petty down on the inside of Ricky Rudd. Jason Leffler to the low line on Casey Atwood. A little bit of rubbing there, but Gordon moves under Atwood. Jeff Gordon can take the car wherever he wants to, whether there's room or not. He makes room. He gets out on the flat part of the racetrack, coming through the corner, clears those cars, works his way back into turn number one, but he's still in heavy traffic. This time, left traffic was racing double wide ahead of the leader coming off the end of the front straightaway. Now, Gordon tries to pick his way through. Takes it to the outside lane. He'll move around the slower car on the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon driving around. Kyle Petty. He's got the lap machine of Casey Atwood between him and Robbie Gordon. A few more cars have made their stops. We 
had Robert Presley on pit road. Jimmy Spencer was in. Kenny Wallace and the car of Mike Wallace. Race leader still is Jeff Gordon. Now with a car separating him from Robbie Gordon. That's the car of Casey Atwood separating the top two in the running order. Here's Jeff Gordon now setting sail on the back straightaway. Robbie Gordon trying to keep pace but not having a lot of luck making his way through the lap traffic. And the difference has been pretty clear here in traffic. Jeff Gordon with a perfect race car has been able to drive away. Waiting for Jeff Gordon to make his final pit stop along with the other cars. Robbie Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Tony Stewart, Dave Blaney, Jerry Nadeau, and Sterling Marlin. Some of the cars that are running at the front of the field. And Winston Kelly, if Robbie Gordon's team can do a quick turnaround and get him back onto the racetrack, he is very much in this thing. Yeah, he absolutely is, Barney. And the other thing we're going to watch for is if anybody's going to decide to take on two tires. Robert Presley did that when he came down pit road just a few laps ago. Now Dave Blaney on pit road. His crew going to work on the right side of the car. See if they're going to just opt for two tires. No, they're going to make a four-tire stop. So this last pit stop is going to be very critical, both in terms of time and number of tires they choose to take. Even late on a green flag run like we are now, Jeff Gordon is once again pulling away from everybody else. Working up off turn number two, he's put a distance between himself and Robbie Gordon of nearly a second and a half but he's closing in in traffic in turn three. Heavy traffic dead ahead for Gordon. They're two abreast in front of him, and I think Robbie Gordon will be happy when that pit stop comes along because his car's begun to tighten up in the corner. Yeah, Robbie's car not working as well as it did about 25 laps ago. He Trouble is... in turn four. Ricky Craven, damage on the right front corner. The tire is down, and he is in the wall. Craven and the tide forward scrubbing along the concrete comes to a stop at the top of turn number three. And this is the break all those teams that stayed out, hoping they would get a caution flag to make this final pit stop and indeed they will. He'll now works down the back straight away should be getting the one to go signal when they come back to the start finish line this time. Now this is within the final 25 laps so all the lead lap cars will be in the left hand lane for the restart. Will be three cars positioned directly ahead of the race leader Sterling Marlin that'll be the Dave Blaney car Robert Presley and Mark Martin. Interesting situation for Robbie Gordon. Now shown in the second spot, Sterling Marlin, the race leader. Marlin only got two tires. Let's check in at Robbie Gordon's pit and see what their thoughts are about the chances of scoring their first win. Well, I tell you what, Joe, what they've done down here is they pulled off an excellent pit stop and they got out in second place, but they're going to have three lapped cars ahead of them. The crew's celebrating, but they know what uh, from that pit stop, but they know what lies ahead. And uh, Robbie Gordon's just going to have to put it down for uh, to catch Jeff Gordon and get around him, especially with the lap cars ahead. Pit crew has done their job to get him back out there and put him in contention from here on to the checkered flag. It's up to Robbie Gordon to see what he can do. Sterling Marlin's team has performed flawlessly on pit road all day. They've made two tire stops work when most guys have went on pit road and taken on four. Jeff Gordon back in third. Don't scratch him off because he's going to be back there and a lot of lap traffic directly ahead and three cars that are on the tail end of the lead lap. That would be Dave Blaney as Joe told you. Also, Robert Presley and Mark Martin. This is going to be one mad scramble. Yeah, add Dale Jarrett to the list of those cars on the tail end of the lead lap. So there are four cars directly ahead of race leader Sterling Marlin. Here's the way they're lined up. Sterling Marlin, Robbie Gordon, Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, and Bobby Labonte. That's your front five. Then it's Tony Stewart, Jerry Nadeau, Brett Bodine, Dave Blaney, and Dale Jarrett. The top ten now with 21 laps to go. 
Green flag goes back in the air as they race off to turn one. Let's see what Sterling Marlin, the race leader, is going to do to get himself out of all this traffic. Cars to the inside, behind him, in front of him. And here comes Robbie Gordon in second place, right behind the race leader. Marlin has an opportunity to try and fall to that inside line, but he decides not to, thinking the high groove, at least for the moment, will be the fast way around. He pulls to the outside on Kenny Wallen. Robbie Gordon trying to decide which lane to use. Do I go down low and fall in behind Kenny Wallace, one of the lap cars? Or do I stay in the outside lane? That's where he's going to stay. But now he drops to the inside, goes after the lead in turn one. Here comes Robbie Gordon. He goes down low. Marlin swings wide. It's side by side for the lead. Now Gordon's car bobbles in the middle of the corner, but he's still up alongside of Marlin. Gordon on the inside. Marlin on the outside with lap traffic all around as they stampede down the back straightaway. It is Robbie Gordon by half a car length. Gordon takes the lead, and he'll take Jeff Gordon with him. Jeff Gordon now moves around Sterling Marlin. He's boxed in back there and is back to third position right now. A gutsy move by Robbie Gordon, and here's another gutsy move. He's going to try and get underneath that lap traffic in turn one. Sees Jeff Gordon right behind him. Now he tries to go to work to clear himself of that lap traffic directly ahead when he cannot get a run up alongside of Kyle Petty. Rear view mirror full of Jeff Gordon. Robbie Gordon dives to the inside. They go all the way to the infield grass. Kyle Petty took Gordon to the grass, and Jeff Gordon drives around the outside to take the lead. It was lap traffic that cost Robbie Gordon a chance to win a race at Sears Point. It may cost him again here today. This time, Kyle Petty gets in the way, knocks Robbie to the inside. Jeff Gordon now takes the top spot and leads him to turn one. Here comes Robbie Gordon, tries to gather himself up and make a move to the outside of Kyle Petty, still trying to clear himself of that lap car. Jeff Gordon had the luxury of an extra half car length worth of room to make the move after Robbie Gordon got in trouble. Robbie now hitting the comeback trail, trying to close in on Jeff Gordon. Credit a lot of that to experience and almost an absolute perfect race car on Jeff Gordon's part, just being aware of what was going on and where he needed to be. Don't give him the victory just yet. 17 laps to go. They head back for two. He's caught up behind Robert Presley. Jeff Gordon is. Now here comes Robbie Gordon. One more time. He's in position to challenge for the lead. Gordon right on the back bumper for the lead as they race down the back straightaway. Everybody maintaining single file formation. Robert Presley on the tail end of the lead lap. And the leader, Jeff Gordon, followed by Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon eases the car up in the middle of turns three and four. Tries to get a run off turn four. Can't pull down to the low side of Jeff Gordon. At least not yet. Here he goes, breaking down low, at least looking for a chance in turn one. Robbie Gordon tries to get up alongside of Jeff Gordon. At the same time, Gordon tries to hold him off and find a way to get by Robert Presley. Jeff Gordon, for the first time this afternoon, has got more company than he would like. Here comes Gordon, diving to the inside. Can't find room as Jeff chucks him down. Robbie Gordon bumps him. Look out, he tags Mike Wallace. Gordon and Wallace in trouble. Jeff Gordon gets by as Mike Wallace backs into the wall. Caution is on the speedway. Caution comes out on the racetrack as three cars touch, get together, and a couple of those are lead cars that go into the wall. Let's go back to turn three. Robbie Gordon trying to fight his way to the inside of Jeff Gordon for the lead. Contact was made. Jeff Gordon got a little bit sideways, got into the Mike Wallace machine, and turned him around, set the number 12 machine backwards into the outside retaining wall. Now the field forms up the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon rams Robbie Gordon going over to turn three. And the bumping is continuing. Now they sideswipe each other. Robbie Gordon locks up the brakes to try and avoid Jeff Gordon. 
Robbie goes to the inside on Jeff. It's breaking loose here in turn three. And this is under caution. <laughs> They're filing back over in the, behind the safety car, going back to turn three. Jeff Gordon obviously felt like maybe Robbie got a little rough going into the corner, came back and retaliated, ramming the back of Robbie Gordon as they work under caution going back into the corner. But Robbie Gordon is the race leader. Here they come down the line now. It's Robbie Gordon, Sterling Marlin, Bobby Labonte, Jeff Gordon, and Tony Stewart. That's the way they should be filed up for the restart, and Jeff Gordon has some damage on the left front of the DuPont Chevrolet. Well, I'm sure tempers flare over there in a situation like that. Robbie Gordon made a little contact as a couple of cars end up with some damage. One of those is on pit road right now. That would be Mike Wallace, who skittered out of the fray over there in the middle of three and four and looked into the wall, got a little damage to the car. And Dave Moody, you had a better view of that than everybody else did up there. What'd you see? Well, from our vantage point, Barney, there was no doubt that there was contact between the front bumper of the Robbie Gordon machine and the back bumper of the Jeff Gordon car. That got Jeff loosened up. He slid up the racetrack, got into Mike Wallace and turned Wallace around. Jeff Gordon has got some fairly substantial damage to the right front corner of the DuPont Chevrolet. A little bit of damage to the left side of the Lowe's Chevrolet for Robbie Gordon, but nothing that looks like it'll cost him any speed. And Worse than that for Jeff Gordon. He's just received the black flag. NASCAR is bringing him down the pit road. They'll hold him for a lap. Jeff Gordon, the 2001 champion, comes down the pit road. He'll be held for one lap, and this is going to cost him a chance to win the final race of the 2001 season. Even the champ can get hot. Yeah, I was about to say, anytime Jeff Gordon, he normally keeps his cool very well, but uh, if he delivers a knock on your door, so to speak, you can bet he feels like it's justified. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Well, Joey's got some damage on the right front fender for sure. Uh, in that altercation with uh, Robbie Gordon, I guess that's the reason he's so upset. Had such a great race car today. They're trying to pull it out and change the right side tires. And he'll have all the time he wants to change these tires. And, uh, of course, no fuel needed, but they're putting on uh, left side tires. And the official is standing in front of the car. So after this uh, caution comes out, Robbie Gordon is the leader. Sterling Marlin will now move up to second. Bobby Labonte is third. Jeff Gordon has been called to pit road. Tony Stewart shows in fifth. We're back under green as Robbie Gordon takes him to turn one. Here comes Robbie Gordon, nothing but open racetrack straight ahead of him, and three lap cars behind him until we come back to Sterling Marlin, who rides along in the second spot. And Marlin's got his hands full in that battle for second place as right on his back bumper is Bobby Labonte. Labonte trailing him in a turn number three, but at the front it is all Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon has a one-second lead already over the second-place car of Sterling Marlin. Again, Marlin with his own problems with Bobby Labonte closing in on him. They're across the line. We have nine laps to go. Here they come, back into the corner. Sterling Marlin hanging on in that second spot, at least for now. And then Bobby Labonte in third. Then Jimmy Spencer's lap car heading off the corner. If Marlin's going to make a run for the win, he's going to have to start pretty soon because he has got three lap cars to pass. Ricky Rudd, Johnny Benson, and Jeff Burton before he can even get a look at the leader. I'm going to say the task at hand for Sterling Marlin is uh, not very promising for the moment, although they still have eight laps to go. Let's see if he can get any, either one of those lap cars as he goes to one. Robbie Gordon using that to his advantage. He's got Jeff Burton right behind him, Johnny Benson behind that car, and then Ricky Rudd all lined up behind the leader. And Robbie Gordon doing exactly what he has to do right now and not a bit more, just keeping a car length between himself and the lap car and Jeff Burton, keeping the low Chevrolet on the yellow line at the bottom of the racetrack. Here they come off turn four. Robbie Gordon looks at the flag stand, seven to go. This time as he crosses the line, the margin back to second place, Sterling Marlin, 
Hamlin is now 1.1 seconds. They work back into turn one. Bobby Labonte is still third. Matt Kenseth fourth. Then Tony Stewart, Jerry Nadeau. Also, Brett Bodine breaking into the top ten. He rides in seventh. Sterling Marlin has not been able to make a move past any of those lap cars, but he's also been able to keep Bobby Labonte a couple of car lengths behind him in the rearview mirror. They will hold formation in turn four. Kind of surprised that Bobby hadn't pulled up there and put a charge on Sterling Marlin, but he just doesn't seem to have the stuff to get up there. He's about three car lengths back, and that's where he has remained for the last four laps. They go back to turn one. Nothing has changed yet for Robbie Gordon. Still has the lead, still has that buffer zone of those three lap cars separating him from Marlin. Robbie Gordon's got plenty of race car. He's got all the racetrack he needs, and he's got three blockers between himself and his closest pursuer. Gordon on the bottom in turn three with the lead. Charging back into turn number four. Now they'll see the signal. Five to go as Robbie Gordon continues to show the way. His margin over Sterling Marlin now marked as they cross the stripe. 1.2 seconds. Bobby Labonte, Matt Kenseth, and Tony Stewart just behind in turn one. Kenseth, who's back in the fourth position, begins to close in behind Bobby Labonte. Soon they challenge him for third. Matt Kenseth trying to close the gap as we hit the stretch drive here at New Hampshire. It appears the battle will be for second, third, and fourth. It's Sterling Marlin in second, then Bobby Labonte and Kenseth. Just four laps to settle it as they come off turn number four, head back down to the start-finish line. Robbie Gordon looking real good as the laps wind down. Brett Bodine's going to have a good finish if he can bring it home. He has just taken over seventh place as the leader goes over to turn two. Robbie Gordon trying to break away now from that lap traffic just behind him. It's smooth sailing for Gordon. Robbie Gordon has all his sails in the wind now as he wails down the back straight away. He has opened it up to six car lengths over the lap car of Burton. Robbie Gordon pulling away. Three lap cars between Robbie Gordon and the second place machine of Sterling Marlin and he continues to pull away. Now three to go as he comes down to the line. Sterling Marlin with a couple of car length of a margin over Bobby Labonte. Then the next car in line is Matt Kenseth back in turn one. Kenseth still trying to get up close enough to make a pass of Bobby Labonte. He closes in behind the third place driver. Matt Kenseth hugs it down tight coming off turn number two. Now lets it drift up next to the outside retaining wall. Closes in a little bit more. He's just a car length in back of Bobby Labonte. Gonna be over here in just two more laps as they come off turn number four and go down to the line. Robbie Gordon now with a big advantage of almost a one and six tenths seconds. Can he hang on to it? They go back to turn one. Comes back into the corner right down next to the yellow line at the bottom of the racetrack. One more time. Robbie Gordon is on the back straightaway. To the back stretch they fly. Robbie Gordon next time around will look for the white flag. He's got all the daylight he needs and continues to pull away. Robbie Gordon off turn number four will look for the white flag. Robbie Gordon just hoping he can make one more lap, keep it between walls and have nothing happen to the car. White flag goes out for Robbie Gordon. Can he do it? He heads for one. Here comes Robbie Gordon's blue and yellow Chevrolet for the final time this afternoon. Back into turn number one. Hugs the bottom side of the racetrack and now he moves on to the back stretch. Right up next to the wall on the back straightaway. Robbie Gordon for the final time this afternoon looking to drive it into victory lane at New Hampshire. The low Chevrolet into turn three. Off turn four for the checkered flag. It'll be the 19th different winner in this 2001 season as Robbie Gordon comes to the finish line and sees the checkered flag for Richard Childress Racing and the last race with the Lowe's sponsorship. Robbie Gordon wins the New Hampshire 300. Sterling Marlin comes in second. Third is Bobby Labonte. Fourth is Matt Kenseth. And fifth is Tony Stewart. 
the first win ever for the 31 car on American soil anyway. They won two races over in Japan, but this team had been struggled, had been so close with Mike Skinner driving the car. Robbie Gordon had something to prove, that he was good enough to drive for Richard Childress Racing, and Barney Hall, he proved it here today. Yeah, he did. There would be several different opinions as to what happened out there and the altercation that went on up in turns three and four, but the big thing is he comes away and will go to victory lane as he pulls down in front of the fans. They get up out of their seats, give him a big cheer as he does a burnout here on the front straightaway. Let's go to pit road. We'll check in with Gil Martin as soon as he gets done celebrating with the driver. Just be a minute. We'll check in with Gil Martin, the crew chief, for Robbie Gordon, the winner of the New Hampshire 300. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Nothing like seeing a first-time winner in NASCAR Winston Cup racing, and we saw it here today in the running of the New Hampshire 300 as Robbie Gordon goes to victory lane after trying so hard, finally takes the top spot and scores the win for Richard Childress Racing. Sterling Marlin comes in second, Bobby Labonte third, Matt Kenseth fourth, and fifth, Tony Stewart. Rest of the top ten at the finish, Jerry Nadeau is sixth, Robert Presley seventh, Brett Bodine eighth, ninth Mark Martin, and tenth Dale Jarrett. I guess the strangest thing that happened today other than a first-time winner in Winston Cup Racing was the whole incident with uh, Jeff Gordon, which happened uh, back on uh, lap 286 as uh, Robbie Gordon and Jeff Gordon were battling for the lead, got caught up in some other traffic, and uh, Jeff got kind of scooted up the banking over in turns three and four. Two other cars were involved. Gordon pretty upset. That is, Jeff Gordon was pretty upset about it and came back around under the caution flag and rammed into the back of the Robbie Gordon car. He was then penalized for one lap on pit road. Winston Kelly is down in the crowd trying to get a word with Jeff Gordon. Let's check in with him now. Okay, that's something I've not seen. You lose your temper. Tell us what happened out there. Well, you know, there weren't points on the line. I knew it was going to be a heck of a battle, but I didn't expect somebody to just take me out. And uh, I'm sure he didn't mean to do it. You know, he just uh, uh, drove right down in there as hard as he possibly could, and there's no way you're going to get the car slowed down. And I mean, there, there wasn't any any room down there. I was already on the inside, and uh, that that's just a shame. We had such an awesome race car today. The team was just doing a phenomenal job in the pits, and uh, you know that's uh, that, that's just what happens. You know, uh, one race left to go like this, and I knew it was going to be a great race. I mean, he and I were uh, we had the best cars out there there at the end. We had the best tires, and it was going to be a heck of a battle between he and I. But uh, you don't need to do that with 15 laps to go. You know, right. I mean, not not when we're trying to get through traffic, and you know, you don't have to hit somebody. Uh, you know, I just wish he would have passed me fair and square like I did him the lap before. That's Jeff Gordon. You can hear the frustration in his voice, and that's something you don't see very often. Jeff Gordon losing his temper. He still comes home as a 2001 Series champion. Well, see Jeff Gordon on the other end of that deal several times, being hit by somebody yeah. else. But I don't. As long as he's been in NASCAR. Uh, in the Bush Series and in the Winston Cup Series, I don't think I can ever recall a time when he actually rammed somebody else. Well, I think he scrubbed a few cars to kind of let them know of his displeasure and whatever, but uh, he, he voiced his opinion very strongly over there. And you could understand it because as good as that race car was and then to watch a victory just fly away uh, for what happened over there, I certainly understand his frustration. Let's go to victory lane. And, boy, it's a happy celebration, uh, Barney. Uh, this team has waited five years. Of this. How does it feel to be called a Winston Cup winner, Robbie Gordon? I'm just very proud, you know, uh, Winston Cup is a, is a very, very tough and difficult series and to, uh, to come to Winston Cup and, and, and struggle for as long as I did and, and work, on, work really hard trying to get to victory lane, you know, I'm just uh, really proud to have the opportunity to drive for a team like Richard Childress Racing and uh, get to drive cars like this, you know, these cars, are, these cars handle really well and, um, you know, we hit and miss, but we'll work on it over the winter and we'll get better. Okay, you go down, you and Jeff Gordon are racing for the lead, contact. Tell us your version of the story. 
it's racing, you know. Uh, you know, Jeff Jeff got on the brakes to avoid the 12 car. I was coming. Um, he got by me when um, when I don't know what Kyle Petty was doing when he blocked me down the back straightaway. Uh, Jeff got by me. So you know, we were gonna we were gonna race hard and do everything we could to get to the front. And um, you know, I got in there a little bit hot. Uh, the 12 got sideways in front of Jeff, and I collected him. You know, um, it, it's racing. You know, I, I can remember at Sears Point getting collected by a lap car and, and ended up second. So. You know, I, I just I, w I didn't expect Jeff to uh, to come back and retaliate uh, under a caution. You know, I, he could have taken both of us out of the race, but you know, it is what it is. You started very far back in this field today. What got you up front in contention? We were really strong at the first race here in this Lowe's car. Um, that was my first race driving for these guys, and and we were really strong. We we made a bad pit call and lost a lap, but we had a top five car there. You know, we rolled out of the trailer. We were quickest car the first few minutes of the session, so I knew that uh, we were going to be able to build from it. And I'm just really proud of these guys. They did an excellent job today. Everybody on the on the Lowe's Home Improvement team uh, and, and Richard Childress Racing, even even the three car and, and the 30 car and everybody else that helps uh, this program get stronger and stronger each week. A lot of people said Robbie Gordon can't win on anything but a, a road course. Does this ease your mind now that you've won on an oval? Well, you know, I won IndyCar races on ovals, and... Um, you know, I knew I knew I could do it, and, and the key is is not stop believing in yourself that you can get to victory lane. And you know, it was tough. I mean, I struggled for a while, you know, trying to get the right opportunity. But uh, but Richard came down and did the Indy 500 with AJ Foyt and myself last year. We got to know each other a little bit, and he said, "Hey, you know, I, I'm willing to give you an opportunity in Winston Cup," and uh, he, he he believed in me. So I, I'm just I'm just really proud to have this opportunity. Do you think this is a good uh, starting point for next season? I think this is a great place to start. You know, I'll be driving the singular Chevrolet for Richard Childress Racing. I think uh, this is this is an excellent place to start. We can build from here and uh, and hopefully be a lot stronger when we roll out at Daytona. Congratulations. Thank you. Robbie Gordon becomes a 19th different winner in 2001 here at New Hampshire. And as you said, it's always nice to see a brand new first time winner. Yeah, especially with the situation just announced officially last week that he will be driving the 31 car next year, as he said, with the singular wireless sponsorship. And uh, what a kickstart this is to a full season, winning the last race of the season before. And as Jim Phillips said, uh, really puts kind of a punctuation mark on this 2001 year, 19 different winners throughout the course of this year. We'll talk a little more about that in a few moments. First, let's take a look at the full field rundown from today's race. Robbie Gordon is the winner. Sterling Marlin finished second. Bobby Labonte comes home third. Give fourth to Matt Kenseth. Tony Stewart is fifth. Jerry Nadeau is sixth. Robert Presley finished seventh. Brett Bodine was 8th, Mark Martin was ninth, and Dale Jarrett is 10th. Dave Blaney finished 11th, Johnny Benson was 12th, 13th will go to Ricky Rudd, Jimmy Spencer finished 14th, Jeff Gordon 15th, 16th is Casey Atwood, 17th is Jeff Burton, Rusty Wallace finished 18th, Elliot Sadler was 19th, and Joe Nemechek finished 20th. 21st will go to Kurt Busch, 22nd to Bill Elliott, 23rd to Kyle Petty. Dale Earnhardt Jr. did a remarkable day. Considering as many problems as he had, he will finish 24th, and Kenny Wallace make up the top 25. Kevin Harvick finished in 26th today. Terry Labonte was 27th. Rick Mast, 28th. Bobby Hamilton, 29th. And Jason Leffler comes in in 30th. 31st finisher is Todd Bodine. 32nd is Ron Hornaday. 33rd, Mike Wallace. 34th, Stacey Compton. And 35th, Kevin LePage. Finishing in 36th was John Andretti. 37th, Bobby Hamilton Jr. 38th, Ricky Craven. 39th, Ken Schrader. 40th, Michael Waltrip, 41st, Buckshot Jones, and finishing in the 42nd position today, Ward Burton. What a exclamation point, again, this race puts on the 2001 season, Barney. We started off with uh, the tragedy at Daytona with the death of uh, the sport's biggest icon, Dale Earnhardt. 
went on through the year. We had, uh, what, five different first-time winners, including today with Robbie Gordon, uh, a number of very competitive races throughout this season. This 2001 year will go down as one to remember, without a doubt. It's had a lot of highs. It's had a lot of lows. Uh, but uh, the sport just continues to grow. And the finish that we had here this afternoon, just a good example of the kind of racing that NASCAR produces. Thanks for the voices you heard on our broadcast today. Kurt Becker and Dave Moody, who covered the action for us in the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Preston Root, who patrolled the pit lane for us here today. Melanie Bestwick took care of our scoring matters. Larry Sweeney, our broadcast engineer. Mike Weaver, our satellite engineer. And David Brandt, our production assistant and truck driver. For Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Congratulations to Robbie Gordon who has won the final race of the 2001 season, the New Hampshire 300. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.